0: on this episode of the new 8 Days a Geek podcast Oculus Quest Netflix and Amazon go all in and Facebook springs a leak stay tuned Jesse Miller joining me as always the man who suggested alcohol <laughs> was not optional on an after dark <laughs> podcast Sean Scott
1: I loved it it was great that was the best intro ever
0: um, I am on drink number a multiple of three <laughs> I will let you decide which multiple it is however uh, I had to have at least one in me in order to do that <laughs> uh. Uh, this is an After Dark episode, even though you could be listening to Who the Hell Knows What Time. Uh, we are doing this on a Friday night at 8 p.m. because we have nothing better to do with our time. Uh, and
1: no one else around. <laughs> no, no one. No, we're no. so lonely. We were like, will you talk to me on Skype? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: and we're both pretty pretty sure we're going to be murdered by the end of the show because both of us are wearing headphones, completely isolated, in a house alone with our backs to the door. <laughs> Uh, we'll be just simultaneously just offed halfway through, I'm sure. Uh, so <laughs> let's uh, go ahead and kick into it. We don't have any blurbs uh, this this episode uh, because nothing happened that was short enough to put in there. So you know, yeah, fuck it. So first thing we're gonna do is gaming gaming news. So uh, I am a big fan of VR. Uh, I have a HTC Vive. I've played with the Oculus Rift. They're both fantastic. Really cool gameplay. Oculus has now announced their next console or VR headset, however you want to look at it. It's called the Oculus Quest. And it's a fully wireless VR headset shipping spring of 2019 for $400. From what I understand, you do not need a PC. For this, no PC, no phone. It is its own game system, all in its own. So you have a headset and two controllers. That's it. No sensors, no nothing. Uh, that's pretty awesome, right? Sure. Would uh, Would something like this, at a four hundred dollar price point, not needing any power, not needing a powerful PC or a special phone or anything like that, would that get you, Sean, a non crazy ass gamer? Like hardcore gamer, uh, would it get you into something like this? I mean, that's a pretty decent price at four hundred bucks for VR. I feel no. like I'm
1: selling it to you. <laughs> no. Yeah, I feel like you were trying and <laughs> I'll give and, you the extended 400- warranty uh, for no, free. No, I mean four hundred dollars, man. Like I don't I wouldn't even pay like I mean I'd I say that, but like, did I even pay four hundred dollars for my Xbox One? Like I'm sure I waited until the Probably prices not. were lower than that before I even bought one you know me i'm lazy i didn't get it until like it was it been out for two years probably yeah you probably
0: paid 250 300 max exactly
1: like i just no i just can't justify spending 400 dollars on an entertainment system you know okay. 400 dollars for me is like like that's like television level prices that's not what i spend on the ancillary devices okay um
0: for me, I mean, I spent... I Obviously, I spent $600 on a Vive, so I would buy a $400 VR headset. Um, the resolution... This was the one big thing that I was interested in. Uh, the article that I have in the show notes, I don't... Uh, yeah, it does say, uh, about halfway down, <clears throat> each screen... So each... You know, it has two screens, one for each eye. Each screen will support um, 1600 by 1440 resolution. That is... More resolution than the Vive. Um, The HTC Vive, I believe... If we look it up here, it is uh, 18... It's Let's see. The Vive Pro gets close to that resolution at 1,400 by 1,600 per eye. So the Vive Pro is pretty close to what the Oculus Quest is going to be. However, the original Vive was 1080 by 1,200 per eye. So it was noticeably smaller. And that close to your face, that's
1: what she said.
0: Ah,
2: <laughs>
0: nice. Nice um, But that oh, and this is not gonna sound much better. That close to your face <laughs> you you see pixels a lot more. Um, <laughs> anyway, hear the hear the ice. There's no
1: ice and there's no ice in my wine.
0: Well, I have a Scotch, so
1: there's ice. I'm drinking. It. I'm drinking a nice Pinot Noir. Gotcha,
0: nice. And I know people are gonna give me shit for drinking Scotch with ice, but uh,
1: sometimes I always drink my Scotch on the rocks. Do you? I don't typically, um, I, but at the and 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 if I really wanna be snotty about it, like instead <laughs> of using ice, I own a set of whiskey stones for my Scotch as well. Um, and so whiskey stones are like, you know, rocks that you keep in your freezer and use instead of ice cubes, uh, so as to not water down the flavor of your alcohol.
2: Gotcha.
1: Um, most of them are usually like, I don't know, synthetics and things like that, mm-hmm. but I have like some like granite stones. Oh, they're probably soapstone. They might. <clears throat> granite I don't would, know. Granite
0: would probably flake off. So they they'll look like granite, but they're soapstones. Right,
1: yeah, okay. Yeah. That's probably they're not what part of like.
0: a, a you know, a Oculus yeah, quest or anything, but
1: Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: No, I, I do I have a single piece of ice mm-hmm. uh, because it's a uh it's an art bag tin. Um which for those of you who are Scotch drinkers out there, uh you know, you'll know that it's a very, very smoky very smoky isla whiskey.
1: Love it. See, I think I have a a, a Glenlivet fourteen year old French oak reserve or upstairs, some kind of French, yeah, French oak or French cask reserve, something like that.
0: Not bad.
1: Uh, but yeah, it's a a fairly nice bottle of Glenlivet. I'll drink pretty much anything. So that's but okay. uh, I, I, I. Oh, Friday nights usually the night that I have a bottle of wine with the wife, and even though she's not here, I figured I would just continue to drink wine. Plus, it's Pour a lot one out yeah, for her. <laughs> well, plus it's a lot easier for me to just <laughs> continually drink wine all night long, as opposed to like the scotch. You know what I mean? Like you can have a couple scotches and you're gonna be hammered, whereas I can. You know, it's like Game of Thrones over here. I can just drink wine all yeah. night. <laughs> See,
0: that's the that's the difference between you and me. I drink and I know things. That's what I do. I have the t-shirt, so I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, anyway, God damn it, we're going to
1: sidetrack. <laughs> this has <track. is>, <laughs> nothing to do with the, with, the, uh, with the subject at hand. This is going to be
0: a really off-the-rails podcast. <laughs> I can tell already we're like eight and a half minutes into recording, and we're talking about drinks. <laughs> yeah. You haven't even finished the first story. Uh, anyway, so... Uh yeah, I mean this this looks really interesting to me. Uh they say it's using a motion like motion sensors. You can see the little eyes on all four corners. Um doesn't have headphones, but they say it has spatial sound. So I'm assuming there's like speakers in it. Um I see what looks like a headphone jack on it, so I'm hoping you can plug headphones in. Otherwise, eh, you know, that could bother people in your household if you have to turn it up too loud. Um it's uh, supposed to be compatible with previous Oculus games, so that's cool. I would be super interested to try this thing out. Um, I watched some videos of people using it; it's super freaking <coughs> cool, honestly. Um, if the graphics and everything hold up to what the Vive can do with a high you know, high end computer, I think Oculus has got themselves a, or a. You know, I think technically Oculus is owned by Facebook, but. Yeah, I think they're still technically Oculus their own thing, um, but if that's the case, I think they've got a winner on their hands. If it can, if it can live up to the resolution and the tracking of the Vive, because that's really been the the main hurdle for Oculus is that the the Rift didn't quite track as well as the Vive, simply just by the way it was designed. It wasn't. It wasn't originally made to do room-scale VR. It was to be a VR headset while you were sitting at your computer desk. So, interesting. 400 bucks for that. Bah. 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 <laughs> All right. So, um, a little bit of news about the Fallout 76 beta. One of the things I was worried about is you put a lot of time into a beta, and then you have to restart your game, which sucks ass. You know I mean you put you put any kind of time into a fallout game and having to restart restart sucks
1: Does that happen when you do betas for I've never done a I've never I've, participated in a beta
0: I've participated in betas before, not a fallout beta but betas in general, and typically, especially ones that are online, that's exactly what happens because they reset the servers after the beta right. is done. <clears throat> uh, Fallout seventy six.
1: Oh, is, so okay. So oh, hold on, is that what you ahead. mean? Like, like you participate in the beta and you uh-huh. spend all this time building up this one particular character or whatnot, and then they reset the servers like when they launch the actual mm. game, and you have to restart. Is that yeah. what you're complaining about?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh well, I mean, I just guess I'm. I'm. I don't know. I'm. First of all, I'm not surprised that that happens, and second of all, I feel like like I've just always assumed that that was the case. So, yeah, but on, it sucks. I, yeah, I feel like <laughs> if you're complaining about it, that's like that just makes you a a whiny bitch. Like you played the game earlier than everybody else. Like, you hear that, here,
0: folks? You're a whiny bitch.
1: Right, that's what you get, man. Like you, you signed up to play the beta. Like you got to be the fucking superstar, stud who knows the game before everybody else, and 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 not only that, but get to play the game before everybody else. Oh no, you've got to start over. You you you're already going into it a mile, a million miles ahead of everybody else. So, <laughs>
0: okay, get over it. Okay, well I don't get have, over it. I don't have to, Sean. So meh. Uh, Fallout 76, Bethesda has said that they will keep your Boo. progress. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> anything you, uh, anything, any progress you make, anything you unlock, things like that, is going, in the beta, is going to carry over when the real game hits.
1: Not fair. Not fair at all.
0: Totally fair, because all you had to do to get in the beta was pre-order it. You didn't even have to get a special version. All you had to do was pre-order it. <laughs>
1: Well, oh, that's pretty lame.
0: So, I mean, you know, if you didn't pre-order it, I don't know what to tell you. Meh. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So, I have to tell you something, Trevor. Oh, shit,
1: it's like, no shit, <laughs> <laughs> No shit. It's read time for TV quick.
0: news. <laughs> I I leave it to you, Sean. (laughs) I just handed over the the keys to my sports car to a drunken, uh, I don't know what you are. I got, I have nothing.
1: i say I'm about a third of a bottle of wine in. Holy cow,
0: nice. Uh, uh, What are you drinking tonight? So the first story,
1: I I said it, (laughs) didn't I say it earlier? It's It's a, it's a nice Pinot Noir. Yeah, but what brand? Oh, it's not. When I say nice, I don't mean real nice. It's like a, it's like an eight-dollar bottle of you wine. You didn't go down the to the cellar.
0: Store. You didn't go down to your cellar and <laughs> pick <laughs> it out
1: from the bones. Right. right yes. Well, I picked yeah. a very nice eighteen ninety. No, no. It it's was a, right next to the cask it's an of eight-dollar bottle of coastal estate from the grocery store. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Like, I may have a nice bottle of scotch, but I don't have a nice <laughs> bottle of wine. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it all
0: goes the same place. Not that fancy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so the first TV story we've got for you is about Hulu. They've ordered a brand-new series, the, a 10-episode series uh, called Crossing Swords uh, that will be a stop-motion animated comedy series from the Robot Chicken executive producers John the Fourth. Ooh. And... And Tom Root. Uh, can you say his name in like Nicholas a faux Holt- British Holt-
0: accent? What's that? Can you say John Harviteen the Fourth in a like a faux British accent for me?
1: Can I do it? Uh, uh, John Harviteen the Fourth was that? Yeah, or No, that was more of like it was like a rich snooty accent. Yeah, I don't know if I yeah. can.
0: Hey, it works for that me. good enough? Yeah, I'll okay. take that.
1: Uh, take that. All right. Uh, so Nicholas Holt leads the voice cast of the series, which also includes Luke Evans, uh, and then of course Robot Chicken, Seth Green, nice. Breck and Brecken Meyer, Tony Hale, uh, Wendy McClendon covey Adam Holly, Adam Ray, Tara Strong, and Alana Ubach.
0: Tara Strong uh, is in pretty much every animated yeah, anything.
1: Basically, every animated thing ever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. however, well, this is stop motion, uh, and, and and what uh, what it sounds to me, it is about basically. Originally, this was ordered a pilot, uh, according to the Deadline here. Uh, and then now, again, like I said earlier, that it will be a 10 episode series. Um, what it sounds to me like this is 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 like Hulu's um, counterpart to Netflix's Disenchantment. You know, that Matt Groening series? Uh huh. Uh, which is like a Matt Groening's, you know, Futurama that is set in more of a fantasy environment instead of a sci-fi environment.
0: Pastorama.
1: That's if what we would. Raoh, oh, oh, <laughs> zing! That was. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, let me see what they how they describe this show as crossing Crossing Swords. If I did say it already, is the name of the sh- of, of the show. And Crossing Swords is about a good-hearted peasant who lands a coveted squire position at the royal castle. His dream job quickly turns into a nightmare when he learns his beloved kingdom is run by a hornet's nest of horny monarchs, crooks, and charlatans. Even worse, Patrick's valor made him the black sheep in his family. And now his criminal siblings have returned to make his life hell. War, murder, full frontal nudity. <laughs> who knew brightly colored peg people led such exciting lives? Uh, so brightly colored peg people, I mean, I don't even know. Like, again, this is stop motion. This is from, like, the same people who brought you robot Chicken. So uh, it's a little different than, you know, the fully animated uh, 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 Disenchantment, you know, on Netflix by <laughs> okay. Reining.
0: Do a Google search for brightly colored peg people. <laughs> do a Google search for. Brightly do it. Colored thank,
1: peg yeah, do it. Thank me later. Hold on. Give me a second. My laptop is slow. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Brightly They're brightly colored peg people. Colored
1: peg. I also type slow. People. Yeah. Right. Brightly colored peg. Oh, ah,
0: I see. See, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: yes. So that's what they're going to be. Ah, I can see why they would do a show like that. This. this would man.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, anyway. Anyone who's listening, go ahead and Google uh, Brightly Colored. You know what? I'll actually, I'll put a link in the I show mean, notes. Yeah, it
1: basically, yeah, it, basically it, it reminds me of like, uh, oh man, I wish I knew what the toys were. It reminds me of toys we had when I was a kid uh, that were basically like just little plastic cylinders with like bulbous heads on top of them, you know, and they sat in little cars and I'm sure they still got them around now. I just don't know what the name of them is. Uh, but that's what it reminds me of. However, most of the images I'm getting in my Google search are more like, you know, uh, artisanal, if you will, you know, wooden and, uh, and, 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 you know, they all come from the Etsy shop. Like e- literally every one is from Etsy.
0: Go ahead and click here to Google, Sean.
1: Click what?
0: I, I put it in the show notes. Click here to
2: Google. Oh, you, click here to Google. Oh, go ahead. click here to Google. What are you looking
1: at here?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a plugin I use called Let Me Google That For You.
2: <laughs> You're such an ass.
0: <laughs> I do that to people all the time when they ask me stupid questions. I send them those links. I'm like, just go here. It'll explain it. <laughs>
1: But I Googled it myself, asshole. What the hell?
0: It's not for you, Sean. (laughs) I just wanted to share that with you.
1: Oh, all right. Brightly colored black people. Uh, (laughs) yes. Close that window now. So you've totally taken me off track. This is what I did to you. I know it is, but I'm repaying your ass. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, uh, it sounds to me like this is, you know, this is their uh, animated series counterpart to Disenchantment, you know, basically uh, uh, a fantasy animated adult series for their streaming service. You know what I mean? Um, do you have any take on the whole story? That's what I always ask at the end of my story. Is you never even ask me, really. I asked your opinion during it. And you just shrug me off. I don't care about your opinion doing it. I'm talking. Yeah, well. so your opinion means nothing to me until I'm done talking. Nice. Thanks.
0: Um, so <laughs> it sounds interesting to me, especially after I Googled brightly colored peg people and realized what the people are going to look like. Um, well, more than likely, anyway. Uh, what Google thinks Well, are And I'm
1: sure look. if we go back through like the history of Robot Chicken or something like that, I'm sure they have used those brightly colored peg people uh, oh, yeah. in 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 skits before you yeah. know um I
0: love absolutely love robot chicken so I would I'm totally I totally want to watch this and I have hulu so it's perfect yeah
1: yeah and me too uh, but my question and they don't answer that in the article not that I saw it says 10 episode series but when we're talking robot chicken and we're talking stop uh, animation, all of the shows are typically like 15 minutes, you know, are we talking a 10, 15 minute season? I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, I can, I can binge watch that in two hours almost, you know, uh, two and a half. So, uh, or is it going to be a full, you know, 30 minute, uh, you know, what are we talking? I, I guess that's the only, that's the only question I have that they didn't answer.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, if it's 15 minutes, I mean, I'll watch it all, but yeah, it's going to leave you wanting quite a bit. But then I can only right.
1: imagine stop motion
0: animation is uh, really time consuming uh, to
1: produce. So that's why all the shows are always yeah. That's why it's always fifteen minutes. That's why you know doing a stop motion animation movie you know such like a uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas or something like that. You know those, those take incredibly long periods of time. But uh, and that's why I'm just curious because there's not a I don't know if Netflix has. No, I know Netflix does have at least like a little bit of stop motion stuff on there. I, I saw like a – I watched like an interactive stop motion thing on Netflix. It was really – I think it, I could have swore it was interactive or uh, or uh, stop motion. But uh, it was about like some like trucker rabbit or something like that. I don't know. It was uh, uh, like an adult. Cartoon and and it was weird on Netflix because it was interactive and like it would ask you to like you know make decisions in the story. It was almost like a choose your own adventure, you know. Um.
0: <clears throat> Not the take anything away from Crossing Swords, but at the end of this article, they mention Solar Opposites. Right, right is also coming to Hulu, which is uh, from Justin Roiland. I looked up Solar Opposites because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, that Justin looks, Roiland that is looks one really of the guys good behind too. Rick
1: and Morty. <laughs> yeah.
0: The characters, they have four, uh, what, five characters here Jesse. Thank you, by the way. It's a girl, but that's okay. Um, Corvo. Terry. These are all aliens, by the way. Yum yulak. And the little baby is called the pupa. <laughs> I like so it. So it's a, a
1: sci fi show,
0: huh? Yeah. And they're drawn just, obviously drawn just like Rick and Morty. Matter of fact, I would not be surprised if we have seen these characters before.
1: They look very familiar. Sounds cool. Yeah. I don't know how Justin Roiland's going to have time to make that show while he's spending the next, you know, million years on on Rick and Morty. (laughs) What are you doing with your time, you son of a bitch? right. (laughs) All right. All right. So from Hulu to Netflix and Amazon. Uh, Netflix and Amazon, as CinemaBlend puts it, are not flinching when it comes to their futures. Uh, they've both basically announced that they are going to double the amount of original content on their platforms. So for Netflix, they've announced uh, – well, let's see. They've announced they're commissioning more than 250 new original series according to a study by Ampire Analysis. I don't know, per The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, With those series added to its current slate of 229, that essentially doubles, and more than doubles, uh, their current original series catalog. Uh, Amazon currently totals its originals at 105 series and will add a similar number of new originals to its inventory as well. So Netflix and Amazon, as we've discussed in the past, which kind of led me, you know, to uh, subscribing to Hulu. You know, uh, after all the times I complained about Netflix eliminating television shows and things like that, uh, both of these streaming platforms have uh, have you know doubled down essentially on uh, the addition of original content to their to their services. This is something even that. South Park made fun of, you know, what was it last year, I think, uh, when they did uh, a whole episode about how, you know, Netflix would, would, uh, uh, green light a series on anything. Uh, you know, they had all call center devoted to green lighting TV series for people. So, uh, <laughs> this uh this news does not really surprise me and obviously as they point out in this cinema blend article you know the even with amazon doubling its its original content it's still uh streaming or it's still uh lagging behind uh netflix severely so i'm not a huge fan of a lot of the uh, amazon original content Maybe I haven't given enough of it a try, but um, they don't have they don't have a lot of comedy that I've noticed, you know, uh, or that has been really relevant to me. Uh, the other than I like the uh, the very short stuff that they have. Amazon has a lot of original content from Funny or Die, uh, and they have a a series called Zach Morris's Trash, which is really hilarious. Uh, where it is just. Uh, uh there is just Zach Morris. My iPhone started talking when I said Zach Morris is trash. I don't know what the hell that was. That was crazy.
0: I just See, I know exactly how that lifestyle goes where you say something and like distant voices come up and say, I can't answer that
1: question. That's the first time that's ever happened. Like what did I say that would have activated my iPhone in the background?
0: I don't know. I thought you said uh I'm not even gonna say it here, but it was hey Shlomo or whatever.
1: Ah, yeah, I don't know because it just like it just automatically started talking about Zach Morris is trash, which is a great Amazon original series. Uh, it's only like 15 minute and not only it's 15 minutes, it's, it's, it's very few minutes long. And it's just a, a quick summarization of an episode of saved by the bell, uh, by a guy who points out how shitty Zach Morris is in every single episode. And then they end it with like a catchy sing along where he says, Zach Morris is trash. And it's just fucking hilarious. So – but other than that, I I tried watching The Tick on Amazon, was not that big of a fan. Um, Other than that, I can't think of – like, you know, I'm a big comedy guy and things like that. So I know they've got some good stuff on there that was, like, based on Philip K. Dick novels, and I'm sure we've talked – I'm sure we talk about it all the time or when they come out with this stuff. But, like, I just – find it so hard to add new dramas and things like that to my television viewing because it's just a lot of content when I can just quickly watch a 20-minute sitcom. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and I mean, like, there's one. I want to watch the new Jack Ryan series with um, – John Krasinski? Yeah, John Krasinski. I, but I haven't gotten a chance. You're thinking of the Man in the High Castle. Was
1: uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, they've got the Man D. in the High Castle, but they've also got uh, uh, another Dreams. show, Electric Dreams. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I mean,
0: there's there's stuff on there I would like to watch. I guess I just don't. I don't open up Amazon that often.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Neither do I. Uh, hmm. So. I mean, it's cool that they're doubling down on it and everything. I hope during this double down, they focus on more comedic content, more half hour, you know, sitcom, funny stuff. I mean,
0: you're right. Maybe that's why I haven't taken the time to watch most of it, because I'm like you. I like a good comedy. And most of what I'm seeing here is either drama or action.
1: And even when it's an animated or, or, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be comedy, but like it needs to be more lighthearted, I guess. Maybe that's the thing, you know? Cause like, even to give you an example, like when we discussed YouTube Red and uh, like the Karate Kid, like I know that's not a comedy, it, really a comedy in any way, uh, but it's, you watched it all. Like that's not like a, uh, like a dark, you know, like, heavy show to watch, right? Like, I'm sure it's fun to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like there are so many good shows that aren't necessarily fun to watch because they are, uh, just dark. You know what I mean? I, I like, like Dexter was a great show, but it was about some really dark stuff. And like it, if you say it was really fun to watch all of these people be murdered and everything, like I, I, I think I question your stability almost. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's just uh, Breaking Bad was a good show, but it, it was uh, it was heavy. You know, it was dark. It took uh, it took on deep storylines and things like that. It's, it's great storytelling, but I just need some more lighthearted fare. And I hear your ice clinkling in the background. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh.
1: Uh. And sadly, you know, like after we just said all that, um, it says that uh, uh, the next paragraph down here in this article says Amazon is angling for a more dramatic slate of new originals. Boo! The net- Boo! Boo on you, Amazon! Uh, having ordered 12% more titles classified as dramas uh, than its chief competition, man. Netflix is ordering up a slate of programming that emphasizes comedy and science fiction. All right, Netflix, you got gets, me again. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I know who gets my buck, of bitches. <laughs> See, like I left to go to Hulu and they're like, hold on, hold on. We've got funny sci-fi stuff over here.
0: We got funny shit. You love funny shit,
1: Sean. Come on. Hold on. And it's in space. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) What's the the Futurama mean? Shut up and take my money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shut up and take my money. (laughs)
1: Oh, man. Okay. So let's see. What else do they say here? Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's really just more talking about the the differ the, uh, difference between the, the comedies and the dramas and everything like that. They mentioned your Jack Ryan series down here at the bottom. Uh, it says, with success of the action drama Jack Ryan and the comedy The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, Amazon is preparing to close in on its rivalry with Netflix. Uh, all right. We'll see about that. I don't know. Um, I feel like, like yeah. you said, like Amazon is really like an afterthought. In, Amazon, in my...
0: that's the funniest thing you've produced yet.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> you know, when I, when I log on, like when we sit down like on a normal Friday night when I'm not sitting here with you doing an After Dark podcast, <clears throat> uh, you know, when we turn on the streaming services, you know, if we're watching a brand new series of some kind on Hulu, then that's immediately where we go. And, and even with me migrating to Hulu, I would still say when I'm not actively watching a, some kind of brand new content – my first place that I go to look for something new to watch is Netflix. When it comes to you know the two streaming services or whatever, and I also peruse you know like my HBO and my 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 Cinemax and Stars. I have all of those you know through my cable, um, and obviously I don't get a chance to watch a lot of that stuff you know live on television. So I I go through those streaming apps as well. Uh, and honestly, Amazon is probably one of the like very last ones that I go to because it just feels like and maybe it's the interface like on the app, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, Amazon
0: uh, does not have a great interface. Not
1: good. Not no. good at all. When I and, and I'm using it through the Xbox One and it wasn't good on the 360 either. Nope. And I don't know what it is about it. I use it on Roku but, and it's not great. I don't know what it is about it, but when I go into the Amazon streaming app on whatever device... I feel like I'm in an old video rental store. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like everything feels, deep, not even Blockbuster, like before oh, Blockbuster. Like, like the I local mean, movie we, stores. Right, like I know you're a few years younger than I am but do you remember like before Blockbuster was like, because like we live in, you know, a rural St. Uh, Louis uh, and, uh, and so, you know, I grew up in the suburbs out here as well and so like I remember before Blockbuster even came around and we had to rent VHS tapes from places that weren't Blockbuster (laughs) and uh, or even the grocery store because I remember when I remember when it was a when it became a thing for all of the local you know big chain grocery stores to have a video rental department as well and I remember when that was like instituted you know so Uh, our
0: uh, town had a what was called video fault. It was a uh, It was one of those places where you would like go into it and your first thought would be what's that smell? <laughs> it was a little basement of a place um somewhere you would actually be worried about
1: getting shivved. But yeah see I can't I, I, I honestly say I, I don't think I can remember the name of any of the video rental places that existed before we had a blockbuster, you know uh, where I where I grew up. Um, I feel like unicorn video comes to mind, but yeah. like like that could have been a porn shop too, you know <laughs> what I mean? like yeah. by that name. so you never know.
0: <laughs> books it's books and video shot not a porn <laughs> shop
1: <laughs> right yeah that's you know it's a porn shop when it just says <laughs> books and videos
0: if they sell books and videos it is either a <laughs> public library or a porn shop <laughs> oh yeah oh we had uh, what was the house of videos that too
1: yeah. Well, and we also had, like, a little local one that was on Main Street that was, co- I believe, that was just called, like, Main Street Video or something like that, I believe. Uh,
0: you know, both of those buildings are still standing in my town, by the way. Um, one of them has been turned into a storage locker. <laughs> the other one was kind of someone's basement. I'm almost positive mm-hmm. from remembering it, that it was actually, like, it didn't even have a parking lot. It had a driveway. <laughs>
1: Right. Well, I remember. I I know that I, I believe the uh the video rental places from before Blockbuster was around where I grew up. Uh, the those still exist as well, and I believe one is like a small strip mall, if you will. You know, where like you know, like a kind of place where like a tattoo parlor and like an insurance agent. You know, and there's only like three offices. You know what I mean? It a always- very tiny little strip.
0: It amazes me when I travel through your area, you
1: still have a family video around you. There is a family video, you're right. still open. But there's also a family video, that's not the only one. Like, that family video is right there, and there's also a family video, like, north, uh, in the city of St. Louis, I believe. Uh, there's more than one. Oh, and there's one on my way to work, like, when I'm traveling through, like, uh, uh, the Brentwood area, I believe Wow. there's, there's one. one in there. Yeah, there's one right around. And, and I don't know a lot of the names of the neighborhoods around there. It might not be technically Brentwood. So, you know, I don't want to offend anyone or anything. Um, But yeah, I think there's a, there's a family video right there around. I think it's on Hanley or like in a plaza off of Hanley or something like that. Wow. Yeah. There's a, there's a family video there too. There's a couple of them still left. Wow. They're like independently owned, you know, and the one right here by me has like a little Caesars attached to it or something. I've never eaten there. I don't eat little Caesars. Uh, not a pizza yeah. chain that I partake in, but. All right. Well, that's the. Yeah. <laughs> we hey. completely. I don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> so, Amazon and Netflix. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Jesus Moving God. on to the next story. <laughs> uh from the streaming giants to the network television ABC has uh greenlit a new Marvel television series so um they haven't specifically stated whether or not Marvel Agents of Shield is going to end this year or not but this past season which i believe was its 5th um was not necessary. they weren't necessarily quick to renew it and so it, it, it's its future is up in in the air we'll say and obviously abc is disney and disney is marvel <clears throat> and so they want to keep those ties you know uh uh, ongoing and they've, they've done things like agent Carter, you know, which was a short lived series, which I thought was pretty good. Actually, I watched it and they had, uh, what was it Inhumans? I believe they mentioned at some point in this article somewhere.
2: Yes.
1: Um, but, uh, they have greenlit a new show, uh, with ABC studios. Uh, let's see an hour long drama from Alan Heinberg, which is about female characters with superpowers. He was the so writer says, for Wonder Woman. <clears throat> Yes, yes, he was the writer for the Wonder Woman, which I guess gives you know we always talk about, or I always talk about when it comes to television shows the pedigree, you know, like what, uh, what, what else they've done before this in in regards to you know creating a television show or in this case a movie, Uh, and and of all you know I crap on DC all the time every time we talk about their extended universe and things like that. Uh, Wonder Woman was was only movie that I haven't really had anything. Crappy to say about. I don't think. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. So, yeah, uh, so that that sounds uh, that bodes well for this ABC television series uh, because it sounds like Marvel is essentially poached a, the only thing that worked for DC. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. So he is going to write a Marvel television series based on female superheroes, and it says basically that. This is going to be lesser-known Marvel characters, and uh, they go into a little bit of um, hypothesizing in this Deadline article uh, where they say there have been a number of fairly obscure female superhero team-ups that have appeared sporadically in Marvel Comics over the years, including the A-Force, Lady Liberators, and Fearless Defenders. So – the, obviously, Marvel, as is typical, uh, isn't giving out any details on any of the things that they are creating. So we don't have anything else to talk about other than the fact that they are greenlighting a series based on female superheroes, which is pretty cool. Um, there hasn't been like a female centric. Can you think of another female centric super? I mean, I guess Supergirl. I mean, you could. I guess you could call yeah. Supergirl a female, female centric. Um, however, this is obviously going to be like more of a team-based thing. And the only other thing that rings a bell in my head when you say like female team-based superhero television series was a show that was a very short-lived when we were fairly young called Birds of Prey. Do you remember that at all?
0: Mm, That name sounds incredibly familiar.
1: Man. It was a television show. I don't remember what network it was on. But uh, it was called Birds of Prey, and it was about the Batman and Catwoman's daughter. Uh, I can't remember her character's name. And I believe also Watchtower, which I think was Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair. Yeah. Or I might be confusing timelines, and, you know, it was a yeah. different Watchtower or something like that. Are you getting any Google hits from it? Uh, Helena Kyle.
0: Huntress. Helena
1: Kyle. Right, the Bar- Huntress. That's yeah. it.
0: Barbara Gordon, Oracle.
1: There you go. Oracle, I'm sorry. I called her Watchtower. You're right. She was Oracle. And Dina Redman. Um, yeah, I don't know that at all.
0: Let's uh, see. This is, uh,
1: what, year, what, what year was it on? Let me guess first. I'm going to say 90. Wow, that's
0: not even. Rem- I don't think that's close. Hold on, I thought I had no? a date. ninety-two. Okay, this one is two thousand and two. Whoa,
1: no, that's not. That's not. Uh, that's not the show that I'm thinking of.
0: There was one in nineteen
1: eighty-two that was a BBC serial. No way. Yeah. No, I could have swore there was a show. Two thousand two. It couldn't have been two thousand two. Maybe I just parked way too the hard WB. when I was a teenager. And that was in 2002? Yeah. And I was thinking that it happened when I was like eight? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, I mean, I am like 40% into the bottle of wine by now. But <laughs>
0: He's losing track of his own age. <laughs> it was only a matter of time.
1: I completely uh, like misremembered time. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, but no, that's the series that I was thinking of. Birds of Prey, it was on, yeah, that sounds right. It was on the WB. Was the WB the WB back then? That was before it was the CW. What year did you say it was? 2002? Yes.
0: It was okay. actually called the WB, according yeah. to the Wikipedia. Right, right. No, um, that had that was the yeah, show that so I was thinking of. The original release right. was so October 9th, 2002 so, to February nineteenth, two
1: 2003. So instead of being 8 to 10 years old, I was actually 20.
0: that makes it sound much worse but
1: that's okay Uh, so uh, that's about all we have to, to discuss or to report on this you know other than they talk about, you know, other in this article, they discussed you know, the history of the ABC and Marvel's different television series. Apparently, they developed Jessica Jones before it was sent to Netflix as part of the Marvel TV package. I was not aware of that. Uh, I feel like Jessica Jones is a pretty dark show uh, that would not have fit well on ABC.
0: You know, I've only watched parts of Jessica Jones. I haven't ever watched the whole show, but
1: you're right. It is it's kind of dark. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. So, all right. And finally, the last story that we have for you in the TV category, which really, I mean, let's just be honest. I threw it in the TV category. It <laughs> really should be in the tech category. It's a segue, Sean. It's a segue, exactly. Hold on, I've got to put my cigarette out. It's just burning my fingers at this point. Uh, (laughs) I've just been holding it. (laughs) So... uh... The final story here is that, uh, you know, as I try often to do, uh, is to bring up TiVo. Anytime they're mentioned, I'm brand loyal, and I love my my, my TiVo. Uh, And uh, The Verge reports recently that TiVo has released a new – Over the air DVR uh, directed towards their customers that would be cable cutters, you know, and as I have complained many times, I'm sure over the over the years on the podcast, we can say years, right? We've done multiple years now, haven't we? Uh,
0: Yeah, we have. At least,
1: <laughs> right. So, as I've complained uh, that you know, because I am not a cable a cord cutter, so I still I still subscribe to you know my local cable service, and I have to deal with, and I, and I and I haven't upgraded my TiVo's in quite some time. I'm I'm multiple generations behind, but you know how I am with technology like that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and my TiVo requires cable cards to operate. So it's been four years since TiVo released the Romeo OTA, uh, which was a cheaper version of their then flagship Romeo DVR. Uh, and now the TiVo line has moved on into the form of the Bolt family of products. And that's the TiVo that has the, you know, the weird hump in it, which is... Yeah, it's bent. Like, it's just like... And honestly, like, because I know, like, I... I of my technology, my TiVo is usually the one that I upgrade uh, the the quickest, you know. It's the one I stay most current on, regardless of the fact that I am never current on any of my technology. But it is the one I stay most current on, and I know that it's been long enough that I'm due for an upgrade to my TiVos. And the bend in this one is really the, like, one of the main detractors from why I have never upgraded to this particular device. So as the name suggests, the the bolt OTA, as they're calling it, uh, is basically a stripped-down TiVo bolt. So a a stripped-down TiVo wiggle, uh, as I'm going to call it. There's no cable card or cable tuners just uh, a jack to plug in your over-the-air antenna. So like the regular Bolt, it supports 4K and HDR. Uh, And I'm going to read from the Verge's article here because I don't understand a lot of the words (laughs) (laughs) that I'm spouting when I talk about tech stuff, just so you guys know I'm not this smart. Do you want me to crank through it real quick? Uh, Oh, sure, go ahead.
0: I pre-read this one. Um, So the Bolt OTA... um, Let's see here. It does, uh, like John said, 4K HDR. Uh, HDR. So that's uh, 4K is the resolution, obviously. HDR high dynamic range. Uh, I don't know if you see that a lot of, on a lot of over-the-air broadcasts. 4K even, I think, is a little. I don't know. Um, now it could just be outputting that from its from like a 4K streaming service and HDR also from a streaming service to your TV. So are you
1: saying that it supporting it is like pointless?
0: No, it's well, it's supporting it means it'll output it to your T V. That's not what you're getting from your over the air broadcast, so you're not gonna get four K, you're not gonna get HDR. It just doesn't have the bandwidth for that. Um ten eighty P is about what you can hope for with a uh over the air broadcast. But Netflix, Hulu, these kind of things, you can get four K, you can get HDR. You play those from this onto your four K or HDR TV, then you're gonna reap the benefits of that. Um <clears throat> So they say it's uh, seven times faster. Comes with three times the memory of the previous model. I right. don't. I don't have numbers for the seven times faster part. The storage, however, um, one terabyte of storage will cost you um, in the model uh, will cost you two hundred and forty nine dollars for the bolt itself right and then $7 a month for the TiVo DVR service
1: right which is always the kicker for everybody in or, the fact that like TiVo is a monthly subscription uh, service
0: or if you don't want to pay monthly and you're not right. you're you're okay with paying a little more up front you can pay the 249 for the bolt and then another 249 for lifetime service
1: and that's a cool thing that TiVo has, I think, always offered is a lifetime service fee when you first buy any of the products. Like I believe that's something they've offered since the very beginning, uh, since they had, you know, the Series One, that you could purchase a lifetime service fee from then on. You know, and obviously your TiVo isn't going to last forever, but so
0: it, if you keep it for more, if you keep it for three years, that pays for itself and i you've paid the I normal did. amount at that point right uh if you keep it for 4 years for instance you're ma- you're making money you're saving money on the over on the service so um yeah so i mean that's, that's that's I mean that's not bad again like you say the 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 kicker for people is always that monthly fee
1: Right. You know? Now, when you scroll farther down in the article, did you get to the part where they discuss it in contrast with the Amazon Fire recast here?
0: I have. Yes, I haven't actually looked. Um, I actually have something about the uh, uh, some of the Amazon stuff that came out in my in my section, but I don't think I talk about this
1: because they go into a little bit here the difference between you know the. The you know the lifetime costs and things like that because the Amazon Fire Recast does obviously does not have a subscription service. However, at the same time, the Amazon Fire Recast doesn't work unless you have a separate Fire TV box or stick. So it's almost like you have to purchase two devices. Well, you know you, what I
0: mean? You do. However, the um, I don't know how the Bolt does sharing. Like uh, if I have multiple Bolt, you know, if I have. Uh, If I buy one bolt, uh, is there a cheaper, smaller box I can put on other TVs that I can stream from?
1: Ah, yes. Yeah, I don't know because because I only own two different TiVos that I record on, you know, simultaneously. And I can transfer between the two of them with the addition of a network adapter. Uh, But I don't know if I don't know if the newer versions again, I'm multiple, I'm multiple generations behind So I don't know if the new ones offer a, you know, uh, just a, um, I don't know what you would call that, but I know what you're talking about, you know, um, just a device that allows you to stream from the original box.
0: Yeah. So with the the way the Amazon one works, it records it off to the box and then your Fire TVs or your tablets or your phones play that content back or stream that content live if that's what you're trying to do, which does make you buy at least two devices but one of those devices costs you about $30 and that 30 bucks is for each TV you want to stream it to so that means that if i want to have it in four TVs in my house it's $120 for four TVs worth of streaming and i only have to buy one of the recasts right so it's like a it's like a streaming media service i use plex and a hd home run tuner for the exact same basic setup. Um, I, mine is just a roll your own where I don't have to buy most of this fiddly
1: shit. Right. <laughs> now <clears throat> the Amazon Fire Recast can only record two shows at once compared to the Bolt OTAs 4 and only offers 500 gigabytes of storage uh, and this is the base model. Yeah. The It says the pricier uh the price of your two seventy nine ninety nine model matches the Bolt OTA on both those accounts.
0: So for <clears throat> thirty dollars more than the Bolt OTA's base price, you can match it on specs and not have a monthly fee. Sure. But you have to buy a fire stick for each T V you want to stream to.
1: Yeah. And you don't, and you know, I'm. there's going to be a difference between, you know, whatever uh, apps and streaming services and things like that. I'm sure there's going to be a slight difference between what the two offer.
0: You know, I wouldn't um, count on it because since you're using a Fire Stick on each TV, the Fire Stick has all the streaming services. It's not the ReCast. The ReCast is just there for DVR and streaming over the air.
1: Right. So the Fire well, TVs the t- have
0: pretty much every app you could want, really.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, the TiVo is going to have you know all the 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 big ones. You know, it has the, the the you know my even my old TiVo Premiere has you know Netflix and Hulu and YouTube and and uh, all of the 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 big streaming services.
0: Yeah. So what you're paying for <clears throat> here, in my opinion, is whether or not you want a underlying bold type TiVo. Because yeah, if you like the enough, TiVo that's, interface, you're yes. buying a TiVo.
1: Right. Exactly. And, and that's the thing that has kept TiVo going for all these years. You know, it's not just me. I'm not the only one, you know, there's still one of the, they're, they're still a huge player in this market. You know what I mean? Um, despite the fact that like, I like when I went and recently upgraded my, my cell phone, my personal cell phone and got this S5, I was at the at and store and, you know, as, as they always do, they try to upsell you on, you know, every other service at and possibly offers. And uh, and they try to upsell you on uh, what is their satellite is they own uh, Dish Network or no DirecTV. Yeah, they own DirecTV. So they're trying to sell me DirecTV or whatever. And I always shut them down real quick because my TiVo only works with cable cards. And so I cannot use a satellite provider. And, you know, he shot back at me and like laughed and said that, you know, he hadn't heard TiVo's name mentioned in however many years. And, uh, you know, and to me, that would, you know, if I hadn't already been in the middle of upgrading my cell phone, it's one of those things. It's just like, well, fuck you, dude. You know, like you're like, I'm trying to buy something from you and you're going to insult my preference in technology or whatever. Uh, you know, like what a dick move. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm too lazy to get up and walk out. I was in the middle of an upgrade. So, and it probably wasn't that insulting in the first place, but it's still annoying. And,
0: uh, <laughs> fuck you, but go on,
1: <clears throat> but go on Dick. <laughs> Uh, and then, so despite assholes like that, you know, uh, they're still a major player in this market and everything, and they're probably still, uh, you know, one of the the leaders in DVRs in general. So I don't even remember what we were originally talking about before I got off on this rant. Did but uh, take a
0: drink of wine and forget. <laughs>
1: <laughs> taking many drinks of wine and forgotten. That's awesome. But the, I'm not the only one who, you know, is sold on the TiVo interface. It's what's kept them alive. It's what's sure. kept them afloat for all these years. And I always preach, you know, user friendliness. That's why I hate iTunes. You know, I hate Apple products. Like, I feel like none of it is user friendly. I don't know why. And I'm, I'm sure other people think like, I'm crazy. Uh, but, like, I just, I, I feel like iTunes reminds me of, like, MS-DOS 5.0, uh Whereas, like, when I used to have my old Zune on my Windows phone, I felt like it was just super easy and super simple to use, you know. Uh, So I've always felt the same way with the TiVo interface. You know, I felt like they've made everything very simple, uh, shortcuts and very easy to learn. Um, and, and honestly, you know, I, and it's not just me because you'll see it referenced, like, even mm-hmm. though you've never heard their name and things like that, like I've seen it referenced on like lots of different sitcoms. And, uh, I know the Simpsons has done it, uh, where, you know, they will make reference like on the show, like they'll break the fourth wall, you know, and they will like fast forward through their own show. Like I bet family guy has probably done it as well. Um, and, and you'll see, you know, where different shows make jokes like that, where they break the fourth wall and they fast forward through their own show as if they're making fun of the fact that they're making a bad joke or something like that. And they always will show the like TiVo fast forward bar And they will always make the tuka-tuka-tuka noise, which is like a TiVo trademark. And so even though you don't hear their name mentioned all the time, it's one of those things that has always lingered and always hung around. And even though you didn't know there were references to it, there were references to it. And for those of us who have always had a TiVo, we always caught those references, you know, and I always appreciated it when like, I'd see that on the Simpsons or, or, or whatever. Like, and again, I know I've seen it on mo- I know the Simpsons has done it, but, uh, 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 I know I've seen it on more than just, than just the Simpsons. So
0: do you think TiVo gets a portion of the money when they do that?
1: I don't know, like, when they play the tuka-tuka-tuka noise, maybe. You know, like, that may be one of those Mm -hmm. things that's honestly, like, trademarked or copyrighted or whatever the correct terminology is. Uh, So, like, when if you actually play that noise, I would not be surprised if they got some kind of royalty out of it.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Awesome.
2: Okay. All right.
0: Tech Tech news. So... Um Sean, have you ever been making a hot pocket or a microwave burrito and you put it in there and you just you just don't want to hit the buttons. I mean, it's just it's beneath you to touch buttons. You wanna just say, Hey, microwave, zap fry this for five minutes.
1: <sighs> I mean I have never thought of that until right now. Uh, but to be honest, a hot pocket sounds delicious right now. Uh, at, at, at about 50% of the bottle of wine in, uh, I could really go for like a ham and cheese hot pocket. (laughs) So yes, I do wish there was a microwave right next to me with a hot pocket in it that I could just say zap for two minutes.
0: Okay. Awesome. Uh, so Amazon has come out with some new doodads. One of those doodads is the Amazon Basics Microwave. It is a 0.7 cubic foot, 700 watt microwave, which, by the way, you're about 300 watts short of being incredibly useful. That's okay. That. How many watts did they say it was? 700
1: yeah that seems even I think that seems weird, Ooh, whoa, like right? I'm pretty sure like a normal microwave is like eleven or twelve hundred watts right
0: mine's a thousand I know,
1: yeah, so that's strange all right, go ahead, okay, so
0: um, it works with Alexa. sorry, I said that I probably woke everyone out uh, everyone's echo up um so let's see here uh I'll just i'll I'm looking at the amazon um entry here. Uh now it's easier to defrost peas, make popcorn, cook potatoes and reheat rice. Quick cook quick cook voice presets and a simplified keypad let you just ask her to start microwaving. Um ooh here you go. Auto popcorn replenishment can automatically reorder popcorn when you run low. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, it's uh it's a voice controlled microwave. Um Yeah, it says here, you know, A, uh, add 30 seconds to the microwave. A, microwave this for two minutes. A, stop the microwave. Um, A, reheat rice. (laughs) Microwave frozen vegetables. It's scrolling these across the screen, by the way. Defrost corn. Um, Yeah. So it's reheat coffee. Now, let's see here. Oh, you can just say microwave. Well, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I wonder how many times what the average household do? says microwave.
1: What does just saying microwave do? It
0: sounds like it wakes it up. Like it's starts oh, okay. listening to you. Because uh, it says uh, it has a button called Ask A. Um, and it says uh, there, when pressed, there's no need to say A or microwave to start cooking. Use your voice or just press the Ask A button. And say your cook time. Well, if I've pressed a button already, that's just too much. No shit. I want to be able to, I don't even want to have to open the door. I want to set my coffee <laughs> cup on the counter. The microwave picks its ass up, take, walks picks up it the over, coffee, <laughs> sits on top of the coffee cup, and then starts microwaving my coffee.
1: And just gives birth to warm coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, um, on top of every, uh, uh, you know, and they say it's a simplified keypad. Honestly, it looks almost exactly like the keypad on my microwave, so I'm not sure what they're talking about with that. However, it's 60 bucks. That's not that bad. Or five monthly payments of $12. <laughs> <laughs>
1: careful now i'm sorry (laughs) does it honestly say that yeah it's that's stupid
0: well all the uh all the amazon products have a five month breakdown on their prices
1: no matter how much
0: yeah because i buy every once in a while i'll buy a dot an echo dot and I'll, i'll do the five month thing and it'll be like seven bucks a month or something stupid all right you know just keeps you from having to drop all the money all at once Okay. Um, Another thing, obviously, you know, we've got got to have new uh, new echoes. Um, Let's see. We've got a smart uh, smart plug, uh, which pretty much puts a lot is going to put a lot of people out of business. (laughs) It's uh, never it's kind of an Apple move uh, where, you know, everybody's making smart plugs and then they all work with the echoes. And then all of a sudden, the people who make the echo are like, yeah, let's just make our own. So that's gonna be that's gonna be fantastic. Let me see if I can find. There we go. Nope, that's not it. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to find a a picture of one of the other ones. Uh, okay, so the Echo Sub was one of the other ones. Uh, that will pair with an echo or an echo plus and add bass when you're listening to music. So it's a hundred watts um, six inch subwoofer I de- never I never really needed this I don't I don't know if it's necessary. <laughs> do you, uh, you don't have one I always forget um, I'm trying to see how big this thing is it's hundred and thirty dollars number one. Uh, I don't have a what you don't have a echo,
1: oh no, no, no uh,
0: let's see here I'm trying to find okay, here we go, so it is it's pretty pretty decent size. they say eight inches by eight point three inches, and it weighs about nine pounds, so I mean it's it's pretty sizable little sucker. Um, like I said, 130 bucks. in case, I guess, you listen to that much music on your Echo. I don't care if my Echo has that kind of, uh, base, to be completely honest, but okay. Uh, let's see here. Next one. The Amazon Echo Link, um, and the, let's see, the Echo Link and the Echo Link Amp. So, the Amazon... Echo Link amp for instance oh come on auto play ads on it, on websites i tell you what um is a $300 streaming amplifier that has multi room voice control um let's see here what are you doing
2: <laughs> welcome to seattle the spheres welcome to seattle
1: what welcome
2: the first thing will be rolling out today is a brand new Echo Dot First of all...
1: The Echo, brand new Echo Dot.
2: Completely new industrial design. Yeah, there's the
1: a new Echo Dot. Thanks, colors. a completely Sean. new industrial design. Thanks
0: for spoiling it. it has <laughs> it's <laughs> rounded and covered in 70% fabric. 70% louder.
2: That's louder. It has louder. much clearer sound. Yeah. We'll be starting to take orders today. Kept it exact same They're price. They're
1: starting to take orders today. $99. Thank,
2: 99. You. Thank you. Sean. It'll ship next month. Today, we're also launching a new product. Really, Sean?
0: You got to listen to the whole Echo thing?
2: Input. <laughs> this is... An incredibly thin.
0: <laughs> should I? It's
2: incredibly in should thin. I, should I continue? It's also our Echo without a speaker. <laughs> it's built for the use case to connect to the speaker you already have wow. or you aspire wow. to buy. This will be available later this year for only $34.99.
1: Only $34! a available later Echo this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's an Echo Dot.
1: Echo Dots <laughs> are always
0: that price. So, yeah, the Echo Dot got a refresh. It's louder. Uh, it's prettier. It's really, I mean, it's, it's an Echo Dot. Um, So the Echo Link amp, like I was saying, Sean, different device. Mm-hmm. Come on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh It's basically, it's an amp that lets you stream music to it uh it doesn't even come with speakers. You have to like add your own speakers. So if you already have in-home audio or your own speaker system that you really like, this might be something for you, I guess, maybe. Um so I don't I'm not this is a very odd uh device all on its own. I guess it's almost primarily built for people who already have their own systems because You wouldn't need this if you're gonna start building one like from the ground up now. You know, you just outfit it with better echoes, for instance. Uh, Let's see here, the echo link is, come on, there we go. Uh, Let's see here. The the link, another one is kind of odd. Um, it's just basically, it's, it just doesn't have, uh, it's CNET. It, it and c- here are the you're killing me Sean. right now. You know, what's Elon funny Musk this whole time I thought that was you strong. playing the audio the in the SEC background. Says Musk are you kidding me? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a pop-up ad that played in the very corner. CNET, you asshole.
1: You thought everything I was repeating was because I was playing this shit? Yeah. I didn't, know,
0: I didn't see the ad down in the corner.
1: I was only repeating it because I thought you were making us all listen to the bullshit. Oh, shit, no. I don't
0: care about that. I always close uh, those.
1: You're such so a you doofus. Just, just,
0: I guess CNET figured out that if they show up at the very top, I close them automatically. <laughs> so they hit them down in a little corner. You son of the bitches. Anyway. <clears throat> really I think
1: you need to push the scotch away at I, this point. The glass is empty, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I can tell.
0: No, no more ice. No nothing. Empty glass. <laughs> nothing but air. It's like my dreams. Empty. So, ah, the Echo Link will basically, it's kind of like the Echo Amp, Link Amp. But instead of being, um, it's being connected directly to speakers, it's more along the lines of you connect it to your AV receiver. So, you already have an amp. You just want to add Echo Link Amp, uh, horrible name by the way functionality to your amp you've already got seems very complicated for no reason and very expensive i don't know those two products eh, unnecessary all right let's see here uh the next one is the amazon echo input the input um so this one sounds Again, sounds kind of superfluous. Now, I'm going to stop the ad this time So they see it loading. There it is. Bam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually have my computer audio turned off to where you can't hear what I'm listening to. So that's why I didn't – another reason they didn't really catch it. I'm sorry, Sean. Mm-hmm. You're not as much of a piece of shit as I thought you were.
1: <laughs> I can't believe you thought I was playing that BS. <laughs> well,
0: you know um, – so it's basically an audio only dot sort of. Uh again, it's in a weird spot. Uh thirty-five dollars. And it's designed to connect to whatever speakers you want to connect it to. It uses Bluetooth and the three point five millimeter uh analog audio connection to hooked up to speakers. And the the speakers will need to be powered by themselves. This is not an amp of any kind. So, you know, if you have a Bluetooth speaker It'll hook to that. Um, I don't know. Again, this seems very superfluous because the Echo Dot already does that. It has a jack that'll plug into a speaker. So I, I don't understand where this, why why this exists. I mean, yeah. it's, it's cheaper, I guess. But why
1: do you exist?
0: Yeah. It's cheaper. I can it's really I think the only reason it would exist. And it's only cheaper if the dots aren't on sale. Cause the dots are typically fifty dollars. Um, but these are thirty five. <sighs> I don't know. I mean somebody who has their own speakers they're gonna plug into, I don't think they're gonna care I you know, you've already spent money on speakers. I don't think you're gonna care about another, you know, fifteen bucks. Nah. Oh well. I'm not the target audience for that one. So yeah, like uh, like we said earlier, updated echo dot um, let's see here, seventy percent louder offers clearer sound, comes with four far field microphones. Um, you got uh, Bluetooth three point5 millimeter audio jack same it's basically just a little bit fancier version of what we already have. what I have in damn near every room of my house. Uh, so Echo, an updated Echo Plus is now available. Uh, it has the built-in Zigbee um, home hub and a temperature sensor. So it can be your home hub kind of like a, a la smart things kind of a, a deal uh, to control smart home devices all on its own. That comes in handy because that's one less box you got to buy and hook up and maintain. So, eh. Um, updated Echo Show. Now this one, this one is, uh, interesting because the Echo Show was always a very interesting idea to me, but it was ugly. (laughs) It was just a horrible looking device. The new one is much better looking. It is almost completely screen on the front and it is a 10.1 inch HD screen. So it's a, it's a larger screen because the original was, let me see if I can pull it up here. I believe it was a 7-inch screen. It doesn't really say on their ad here. They might be omitting that on purpose. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Dual 2-inch speakers and a 7-inch screen on the original Echo show. And on that one, the screen was the top half. The speaker was the bottom half like i said it was just kind of ugly so the new one the uh the screen is you know takes up almost the entire front of it um there's not really a noticeable speaker grill on it but if i had to place the speaker it'd probably be on the top rear of the device it's all covered in cloth that's the theme for this whole thing cloth cover the electronic devices in cloth that's
1: (laughs) weird what a weird trend!
0: I know, right? The we covered them in plastic so they could get cleaned easier, and now we're covering them in cloth. I'm pretty sure the uh, the They're new going to
1: soak up every grossness
0: yeah. in the house, and I'm pretty sure the new Echo Show is probably dry clean only. So, um, I mean, it has the same features as the original. You know, you can make video calls, uh, watch podcasts on it, watch news on it, but now the 10 inch screen, so that's uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, two hundred and twenty nine dollars. Um, and it's uh, it's saying item will be released on October eleventh, two thousand eighteen. So that is sneaking up on us quick. Uh, let's see here. We already covered the microwave. And then let's see here. Um, Ring. You know, Microsoft or uh, Amazon bought Ring. Uh, which is, you know, the people who are most famous for the Ring video doorbell. They also have a bunch of cameras uh, that they use. Now you have a new camera, the Ring Stick-Up Cam. So it's uh, basically a little indoor camera. Um, It has two-way talk, siren, works with, you know, echoes, all the good stuff. It's just another camera for the Ring family. Uh, 180 bucks. It's a little pricey for an indoor camera, but uh, uh, you know,
1: what is this camera for? It's home surveillance. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems pricey.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm sure it's a fantastic picture, uh, picture quality. Um, and they're saying, and that's how
1: they'd sell you on it. They'd be like. You know, well, if your family was murdered, you'd want a good picture quality to identify the killer as well.
0: Yeah, and they're they're saying, um, for instance, you get 1080p video. um, You get power through either a plug-in, uh, so like a regular outlet, um, or power over Ethernet, which is kind of nice if you have Ethernet through your house. um, And they say versatile mounting options mounted inside or out on any flat surface wall or ceiling, so it is. It can be an outdoor camera, so it's weatherproof. So that's nice, but it's still 180 bucks. That's uh, <coughs> them's a them's a lot of bones. Uh, let's see. Next, we have the. I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. The Alexa Connect Kit. I literally have one three feet in front of my face. So if I say it, she's going to start talking. (laughs) Um, Let me bring it up here. Oh, come on. All right. So this is uh, basically like kind of it's an I guess you would call it an API sort of um it's a software layer that allows people to integrate with Alexa i said it a lot louder louder okay hey she ignored me that was nice um you don't have to create uh, they say no cloud to manage no Alexa skills to create simplified firmware development um this is all inside baseball stuff so if you're if you're interested in it um it is part of the article that's in the show notes uh,
1: don't in, don't insult baseball by uh by claiming this is anything baseball like
0: it's not baseball like that you've never heard that term before inside baseball
1: I mean i can infer your meaning but uh I don't like it don't in, i still feel like you're insulting baseball
0: <laughs> okay
1: you're not allowed to use that phrase. <laughs>
0: I don't think I'm going to let you tell me what I can do and what I can't do.
1: <laughs> Who's in charge of this podcast? I'm pretty sure it's me. I'm pretty sure
0: it goes, I'm your host. <laughs> and then I talk about the schleb who puts up with me for a couple hours every couple weeks.
2: <sighs>
0: <laughs> um, we talked about the Fire TV recast. Uh, do we need to talk about that anymore, you think? Are we no, I don't that? Okay. Uh Okay. And then the last thing. This one is the most interesting, but again, it's another device that technically already existed, and Amazon just said, nah, we'll just make that. (laughs) Um, It is the Echo Auto. So this is an Amazon Echo for your car. I'm liking the the price. Um, They're saying it's by invitation only, and it's 50% off while it's invitation only. I'm going to actually request an invitation. <laughs> so you're such a door. There's that. <laughs> um, but it'll be fifty dollars. It's twenty five if you get an invitation. Go there, get an invitation,
2: do it, do it, do it, do it, do it.
0: And what it does is it can it uses the data connection of your phone. Uh has eight microphones designed for in car acoustics. Uh it can hear you over the music, the uh AC and road noise, according to the Amazon thing here. Uh, and basically, that's, I mean, that's the gist of it. It is an echo for your car. So, I mean, yeah, it could be cool, you know? I mean, voice control for your car. Some cars already have it. If your phone's nearby, you can technically use your phone to do it. But I don't know. This seems really cool for me. I, I don't know. I, I might be just a dweeb.
2: Yep. 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, oh, she can get directions for you. Um now this is this is what I would end up using it for. Uh you could actually issue your smart home commands from inside your car. So I could that's cool. I could say Echo turn on my house lights and every light in the house can turn on. You know, or open the garage door, and my garage my garage door opens up. Turn the AC down to 60 degrees, you know, whatever, and she'll just do it. Um so it's kind of cool uh again i don't know i don't know how necessary it is but you know when it comes to these devices i think it's not it's not about making a device you have to have it's more about making a device you'd like to have and then making it so cheap that why wouldn't you have it you know yeah i can see that and then they get they get echo into more and more and more places. I saw a really interesting meme the other day that had like a picture from the 60s or 50s and it said, uh, uh, I can't talk on this phone. The government could be wiretapping it. And then a picture from modern day and it says, it, someone talking to an echo and it says, Wiretap, do you have any recipes for. An <laughs> <edulash?"> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So. Uh, for all the NSA people who are listening through my uh, echo, how you doing? Have a good night. Drink some coffee. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's the Amazon stuff. That their Amazon junk.
1: <sighs> all right, Google. What has, does Google have some splaining to do for? They got
0: some splaining to do. Uh, they have <laughs> this. This article from The Intercept has a very good. Headline Sean, it explains everything right in the headline I like it i didn't I didn't
1: click on the show notes.
0: Google suppresses memo revealing plans to closely track search users in China anyway uh, so Google bosses have, according to uh, Ryan Gallagher and Lee Fang, uh, forced employees to delete a confidential memo-, memo circulating inside the company that revealed explosive details explosive. <laughs> About a plan to launch a censored search engine in China. Now, Google famously backed out of China at one point. Um, we probably talked about it when it happened, and
1: because they were told they had to censor everything, right?
0: Exactly, and they said they weren't, you know, they weren't going to do that. So, uh, before we talk about any of it, what's your first? what's your first feeling? and we'll compare. Uh
1: I mean, I guess it really doesn't surprise me that they thought about it or had a plan for it. I mean, that's just good business. They didn't implement it, right?
0: Not yet.
1: Oh, oh so okay, so I was kind of looking at it as that like, you know, this was like the the plan they had in case they were going to acquiesce to China, uh, but instead they chose to give them the middle finger. Uh, But you're looking at it as it like, or maybe it's being reported as, uh, that this is a plan that they have for the future, uh, and that they plan on, after giving the middle finger, they plan on now acquiescing in the future at some point and creating a... A censored search.
0: So what I'm going off of is in this article, it says on August 16th, two weeks after the intercept revealed the Dragonfly, Dragonfly plan, Google CD, CEO Sundar Pichai told the company's employees that the China plan was in its, quote, early stages and exploratory. Ah, uh, okay.
1: So he even said it. All right.
0: Yes. Yeah, so my question is, not even necessarily... Um this particular situation,, um, you know, Google in Google in particular, in general, search engines, uh, infrastructure providers, social networks, all these things, there are two ways to look at it in my mind. If you're doing business in a com- in a country, you have to abide by that country's laws. However, Do you take the moral high ground and say, if your laws don't agree with our more, you know, our our ethical decisions, our morality, we're just not going to be in your country like Google said in the past?
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's up to the business. I mean, it should be up to the business to make that decision and then up to the consumer as to whether or not they want to patronize that business that takes that particular moral stance. That's why I don't eat a Chick-fil-A. Fuck them. That's a good point. That's why I
0: don't eat a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, I don't know. I mean, and it's, it's one of those things where it's not just a censored search engine. They're also talking about apps for all the mobile platforms that would require users to sign in and would be tied to something like their telephone number, to where all their searches, all their activity would be trackable by the Chinese government. Right, I mean the Chinese government's gonna knock off dissidents every chance they get. that's just yeah, that's, the way the government yeah, is in that country, so
1: that's su- that's that's supremely shitty yeah
0: by the way, um happy uh new eight days a Geek podcast this podcast gets banned from China day <laughs> <laughs> as if we weren't already. I'm sure we've said something about China that has gotten us banned long before this <laughs> uh so I. I don't like this. I do not like any idea is that are basically going to split the internet in two. There's going to be the China internet and everybody right. else's internet. And that's that can't happen. That's not good. Yeah, no bueno, man. Or as Deadpool says, "Donde está la biblioteca?"
1: <laughs> Where's the library?
0: <laughs> no. It literally translates into I don't bargain, monkey fucker.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a Deadpool too. It's fantastic. I
1: know, I know.
0: <laughs> and if you get the extended version of that, he says it multiple times in completely inappropriate situations. <laughs> like before he takes out a bunch of uh, uh, Yakuza bosses with two swords, he just says, Donde esta la biblioteca? And starts slicing people into pieces. I like Deadpool. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I don't, I, I was, uh, I was applauding Google for pulling out of China. I mean, I understand it's a business thing. You, You have a fiduciary responsibility to the business first. And if, and China is not a small market, it is huge. So I understand them having to have this kind of a plan, but I don't know, man, I don't, uh, I don't agree with the way their government is and as such you just you kind of hope that your your dream companies, you know, I put I put so much faith in the Google. You hope that they kind of share the general ideas that you follow along with and sometimes it's just not good to meet your heroes. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> one thing was missing from Apple's announcement that I was really hoping we'd hear about and we didn't um when it happened in September there well this month <clears throat> and that is uh iPads new iPads I wanted a new iPad so bad um especially the pro iOS 12.1 has been uh released to uh uh developers um actually let's see here yeah so it's uh first the first public beta was released out and uh it has a reference in its code to iPad two thousand eighteen fall. So we might, yeah, in October be getting new What iPads. what has a reference? IOS twelve point one, the operating system. So oh, we're on okay. iOS twelve right now, but iOS twelve point one has been put out in public beta for beta testers, developers, right. that kind of stuff. And if you tear apart an iOS image, you can see what devices, you know, it's made for and what devices it can run on and kind of references to all those uh, code names and product names. And one of the ones referenced in 12.1 is iPad 2018 fall. So that would be fantastic. That's that's really all there is. (laughs) I guess that probably could have been a blurb. You know, um, it, it'll be it'll be awesome uh, if we get some new iPads. There's some things people have been saying that I'm not completely kosher with um, as like rumors for new iPads, like bezel-less things. I don't think you can have a bezel-less iPad. Um, what
1: I don't even know what that word means.
0: It means the screen goes from one. Oh, bezel yeah. less. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought you were saying like something like basilisk, like from Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> the basilisk <laughs> iPad. There's a basilisk in here. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn me to stone. Uh,
0: Medusa-powered iPad Pro coming to you in fall. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that'll be cool. Hopefully uh, that happens. Basically, this is more uh, less an announcement that. You know, it ha- that that reference is in there as much as it is me warning you not to buy a new iPad anytime in the next, like, two months. <laughs> Wait and see. All right. So, uh, Facebook they had a little problem. Um, and I I only say little uh, because it's in, I guess, in um, its relative to the overall size of facebook's user base right it was
1: only like <laughs> 2.5 percent or yeah. something like that but it's 50 million <laughs>
0: right but that's 50 million people <laughs> yeah so 50 million facebook accounts have been affected in a massive security breach and this 50 comes...
1: million people got their shit hacked
0: yeah and this comes from gizmodo um so they confirmed in a blog post And it would have allowed attackers to take over the accounts of affected users as well as log in to external sites using the Facebook sign-on feature that most sites have. Um, They are saying the full extent of the attack, however, remains unknown. Wonderful. (laughs) Um, So it was basically... A token attack. So they would have the tokens, and the tokens would allow them to log in as you end up, you know, whatever they What are want.
1: tokens? I don't even know that term. Like, uh, I read this article today, and I was like, uh, I don't even understand what tokens are.
0: So a token, um, once you log into a website, typically, you know, if you leave the website and then you navigate back to it, you're still logged in. What that is is when you logged in the first time, it loaded a token into your browser, a little snippet of encrypted code. Isn't that like a cookie? Kind of, kind of. But this okay. one's specifically security-minded, so they call okay. it a token because it's got a little more security around it. Uh, but using that token, you can literally just sign in to anything if you know how to push that token to the website because that is the temporary replacement for your username and password. It's a very important thing to not let just, you know, fall out of your ass while you're surfing the web. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> so um, they have basically reset. Um, I'm trying to see. 50 million users accounts. Well, no, they didn't reset. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, let's see, Zach No, They did. The it said that
1: like if you if you were one of the 50 million affected, then they like they they didn't like reset your account, they but reset like your you token. were Yeah, like you yeah. had to like you would have to log back in. Like exactly. most people just, you know, open their their Facebook app on their phone and they're already logged in and it was saying that like if you opened it you would have to re-log in. Should we see
0: um, nope, my Facebook just opened right up I must not be yeah, one so of the 50 it's...
1: million Woo! Nope, mine did too I I have not <laughs> had to log in So I must not have been affected That is exciting Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean There are worse things They could have gotten a hold of But This is still a problem um, As with any breach Yes, it wasn't your username or password That got hacked At least that they know of now but as with any breach, I will tell you, please change your password just to be safe. Uh, it costs you nothing. So go to Facebook, change your password right now. It doesn't even matter if it opens up fine for you. Change your password. So. All right. Uh, and the last story I have here is about Sprint and how Whoa. they are <laughs> admitting that, in fact... <laughs> They are trash.
1: <laughs> so that's my story.
0: Oh, this is your story, isn't it? You See, didn't even I, put it in here. Did you I put had it in? It, like... I had it marked, and I was going to put it in here, and I decided oh, did not you? to. Well, we'll do it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's all you. You, you enjoy no, this. No,
1: I mean, you, I know. Go Go ahead. I uh no, this by is the, this was just one I just threw it in. I honestly threw it in because I really loved the way the Verge titled the story because yeah. they were like sprint points out its LTE network is in fact trash. trash. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me of Zach Morris's trash.
0: <laughs> nice. So Sprint has basically um, released a filing showing their LTE coverage compared to their competitors' LTE coverage. Now, if you go to a Sprint coverage map, it shows that they cover damn near everywhere in the United States that is a uh. highly populated area. However, that includes all of their services. That is non- their non-LTE. LTE. So if you take just their LTE coverage, it is a completely different story. It covers very little. <laughs> and what they have done is they're filing actually shows their LTE coverage compared to their competitors, and every one of their competitors is just destroying them. Now, what this is, this is not necessarily Sprint saying, you know, we're trash, we are worms, that kind of thing. No. I mean, this is kind of... I mean, to an extent it is. It is, but it's there's an ulterior motive. Yes. Because Sprint is in talks to try to get purchased by T-Mobile, T-Mobile wants to buy them. It just has to get government approval. And in order to make it look like, you know, that T-Mobile buying sprint won't change the competitiveness of the marketplace, they have... They need to look
1: as pathetic as possible.
0: Yeah. And honestly, it just basically means that now they're telling the truth. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right.
0: So, you know, um, I, I have... I've already said that I think a T-Mobile and Sprint merger would probably be a decent idea. Um, I will say full disclosure: I own stock in both companies now, so you know, grain of salt. However, I only do that because I like both companies, <laughs> and I, I, I'm a horrible, I'm a horrible trader to be completely honest. Uh, because I only buy things I like, rather, rather not, you know, not dependent on like if they gain money. Or are worth anything, or are losing money. I've lost so much money <laughs> doing it, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, I really like GoPro. I'll buy some of that just to know that I own a piece of that company. And then GoPro like loses ten dollars a share. <laughs> you know, so that's basically what my uh, stock experience has come to. Uh, so... You sound
1: really good at it. No, I suck.
0: <laughs> I am just bad at it because I I I buy according to my you know, my likes and not any kind of marketable research. So, but, you know, so, they're like I said, they're basically just trying to make sure that they put as much truthful information out there that looks bad in order to make themselves less threatening. Um, you know, look small and weak and feeble. So, um, I mean, it's not a lie. You know, they're not lying. It's not it's not fake. Their LTE network is, in fact, trash.
2: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I I th- I don't see anything wrong with this, really. Um, it would just be nice if they would tell the same thing to their customers. You know, which I'm sure if you go to this uh, coverage map. Um, let me see if I can see if this link takes me. OK, it does take me to their coverage map. Let's see how they they say this okay so if you look at data that one that's uh in the show notes that's a big map of the united states with yellow everywhere is just when you pick data on their uh on their map legend now at the very bottom it says you are viewing coverage that includes sprint coverage and roaming and roaming. It says nothing about this being it's just data. Where you can get data. There's no way for me to say I just want to look at LTE. Right. You either have coverage or no coverage. <laughs> yeah. You know? So and let's see here. Yeah, it does I not, nowhere that I'm clicking on this site does it give me an option to to edit or to uh sort by 3G, LTE, 2G, whatever. Uh, So yeah, it's a little misleading. So Sprint, maybe put that on your site and that would kind of help your case a little. I'm just saying.
1: Okay.
2: And now time for movie news.
1: Now it's time for movie news.
0: Yes, it is, old-timey announcer man. (laughs) So, um, Joker... We've talked about this movie before. I forget who was in the running for it. Um, I know. I think we talked about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio at one point. Um, there was somebody else.
2: I don't as long know. as it's not Jared Leto.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that would not be good. Uh, however, one person I did not think of at all that could be kind of interesting: Joaquin Phoenix. So, Uh, he's crazy, man. What the Joker's nuttier than squirrel turds. Yeah, I guess you're right. It kind of worked. But then again, Jared Leto is crazy. Right. And his Joker was a little much. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, it could definitely go both ways. (laughs) Um, so basically Joker is a standalone adaptation of the story of, um, Joker's origin. Now, I have said multiple times I don't like particularly the idea of telling the origin of the Joker because our modern-day Jokers... And, I mean, the Joker does have an origin story from um, the original comics. You know, uh, I forget what the actual title of the comic was. Uh, It was like The Last Laugh or... uh... I can't remember it's in this article actually somewhere um
2: <clears throat>
0: but you know while he does while the old comic book joker did have a origin story. I like the fact that, for instance, Heath Ledger's Joker,
1: he always gave a different story exactly, so you
0: know he was lying. you know none of those were probably true, or maybe one of them was true, or maybe all you know it's they took pieces from each one. I like that uncertainty. I thought that was one of the best parts of the character. Sure. So giving the Joker, even if it's not going to be part of the cinematic universe, the extended universe for DC, giving him an origin that's locked into a movie, um eh, I'm kind of wishy-washy. I don't know if it's a great idea or not. That being said, I They probably... always
1: make crappy decisions. So eh. <laughs> with that being said.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, like it I'll doesn't surprise it. me that they doing that they would do, you know what I mean? Like, if this is something that everybody has questioned, like, why, it doesn't surprise me that this is something they would do.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Um, it does say here that uh, Phoenix's Joker is following in the footsteps of Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight by wearing clown makeup. Um, so it's not going to be the uh, Jack Nicholson fall into a vat of chemicals Joker. Uh, which was the original way the Joker? Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, the Joker's origin origin story depicted in the
1: Killing Joke. That's the Killing, jo- yeah, the yeah, killing yeah, yeah, Joke. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's a great animated film, by the way. Yeah. So, I have not watched that yet. Oh man, it's that's some dark shit right there. Yeah. Like he really fucks with uh, Barbara Gordon.
0: Yeah. So that's this is talking about the. Uh, 1988 DC Comics graphic novel, The Killing Joke. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I'll have to put that on my list to check out. So, let's see here. Uh, The movie is said to be a character study in the vein of Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy. Um, This version of The Joker is originally a man named Arthur Fleck who is reportedly a stand-up comedian that turns to a life of crime after being ostracized by society. Meh. So uh, they're saying here that the only other character from the comics who has been announced so far is Thomas Wayne, who's running for mayor and being depicted less sympathetically than usual. You know, because we all... We all are for Thomas Wayne. We're like, oh, he's a stoic. He's he's trying to help the city. Oh, he's an amazing person. Oh, but he's dead. But all those other things.
2: Uh, so apparently, oh, I'm sure
1: he's just like Oliver Queen's dad, like in that whole storyline. You know, like I'm sure he was portrayed as a good guy, but in in reality, I'm sure he did a lot of shady shit. Just like everybody else who ran the city.
0: They raping know? everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, I don't know. I like that they're not tying it in with any other d c movies you know they're not part- of making it part of the extended universe. It's its own thing that I think is the only way you're gonna be able to have a movie like this and have it be good you know um, and maybe that's what d c needs to do. They need to stop with the the Justice League and all of the movies that have <sighs> Just falling out of their butt afterwards, you know? Um, Maybe they need to stop trying to make crossovers. Stop trying to be Marvel. Be DC. Get me Tim Burton's frickin' Batman, you know? (laughs) I mean, Tim Burton's Batman. Who did it have in it? It had Batman and a Batman villains. That's who it had in it. Superman was nowhere to be found. Keep Superman his own goddamn movie. (laughs) You know? (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, like, well, if I mean, Marvel, Superman, that's I what Marvel did. I mean, that's the thing is that like they tried to they tried to jump the gun, you know, Marvel had built this thing going back years with their solo movies before they started doing, you know, the team ups and things like that. And uh, and, and D.C. tried to be like, oh, we can make two movies and then everybody gets together. And that's yeah. just they just they just rushed into everything. And they rushed everything, even solo movies.
0: Let's see if I can find... Um, yeah, so the Marvel Universe timeline.
1: I think the... What, what was the first one? It was Iron Man, right? Independent.co.uk.
0: The Don't you dare start playing that video ad. You Son of a bitch.
1: I want to say it began in like 08 okay. with, so, with Iron Man.
0: Oh, okay. No, they're they're giving me an actual timeline. I don't want the actual. Like, I don't want to know what happened first. Obviously, Captain America happened first.
1: Oh, they're giving you like the timeline of events like within the universe.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Movie order. Let's try that. Okay, that's more like what I'm looking for. <clears throat> so yeah, we've got uh, Iron Man. 2008 iron man 2 2010
1: oh look at that i was right on the nose yeah uh
0: the incredible hulk was 2008 um then in 2011 you have thor captain america the first avenger you know so yeah i mean they had let's see where does the avengers fall in okay here we go so the avengers was in 2012 they had one two three four five five movies before the Avengers came,
1: five out. different standalone
2: yeah. movies,
0: yeah,
1: or sequels, because I'm sure Iron Man two was in there.
0: Yes, but it is a, it is a, it's telling a story,
1: right? Of a standalone character. story,
0: yeah. right? So, I mean, I think, I mean, they did a good job of it, but yeah, DC... five
1: movies and four years of investment before they put together a team a team up movie, you know?
0: Yeah, and then DC has what Man of Steel. Yeah
1: and then after that and we're... honestly dc's might be just the same amount of like they might also be 4 years but it just seems like it's it still seemed rushed you know like if you even look up the timeline i bet it's i bet it's also you know like 4 years but it's definitely not 5 movies
0: okay so if you just count the current um dc movies uh, let's see here. Are we gonna count? Um, well, okay. Let's only count people that are in the Justice League, maybe. Because technically, yeah, that would yeah, exclude... we're not counting like
1: Nolan's Batman or anything like that.
0: Okay, we're not counting Nolan's That's the Batman. The DC Okay, so uh, as do... far as I, are we counting Green Lantern?
1: No, because he's part well, of. The Justice and I, League. I mean, I don't believe. Well, yeah, but I don't think it's part of their extended universe. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, as far as I know, the DC extended universe is just Affleck's Batman, you know, uh, uh, Cavill's Superman.
0: So, if you're counting it from uh, there, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. um, Let's see here. You have Man of Steel, 2013. Batman v Superman, 2016. Um, I don't know if you count Suicide Squad or not, but that's
2: 2016.
1: Uh, I, I would, I, I, I think we're counting it because I think that takes place in the same universe. But sure honestly, does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Especially with them doing this like whole Joker thing, you know, yeah. it's like, does that count? Like, I don't know if that's included in that unit, same universe. Okay. I don't
0: know. So if we count Suicide Squad, you're at one, two, three. Four movies, and then you get your Justice League. So you're one movie shy. That that's what broke you right there. Could a- and how
1: many years? The same amount of years? Oh God, no, um, no, not even a little. <laughs> Let's see.
0: Well, uh, Iron Man one start was in.
1: Well, you said we only had what? What was it? Five, five years. Iron for the Man
0: was in two thousand and eight. Um. And then
1: 2012, so it was four years.
0: Yes, Man of Steel was in 2013. Justice League, oh yeah, I guess it was four years. They just started later. That's what it was, because Justice League is 2017. So yeah, that makes sense.
1: Right. So yeah, I mean, I guess they followed the same time frame. It just still sucked. Sorry, (laughs) DC. (laughs) You
0: know what it is? It's because you have Superman. There, I said it. Yeah. I said it.
1: It's kind of lame.
0: Sorry, I don't like Superman. (laughs) I prefer my superheroes not invincible. Thank you very much. So yeah, uh, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. I'll watch it just because I I actually like Joaquin Phoenix. I don't care what other people say. He's weird. But you know what? I like Rami Malek too, and he's weird. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So if weird is what you need, get weird. And I think the Joker about as weird as they come so all right you got the next one my voice needs a break
2: all
1: right next story uh you mentioned deadpool 2 earlier uh and this story relates to deadpool uh, and deadpool 2 i guess but more the original and i don't know if we ever talked about this previously because uh uh this story This story, the lawsuit in this story stems from a judgment that was rendered a year ago where the state of Utah sued uh, a theater chain called Brewvies for serving alcohol during their screenings of the original Deadpool film. Were you aware that Utah banned serving alcohol during films that they consider uh, uh, what did they say uh, with full frontal nudity or having simulated sex acts?
0: Um, I remember when this happened, and I remember not being surprised because it was Utah. I- <laughs>
1: Gotcha. I mean like we like I know we consider like we've got booze at, at the theaters like we don't have a uh, a rule no, like that in Missouri all. or anything do we
0: I know uh, not even a little I mean we have we have theaters yeah, that just, will bring a drink to your seat <laughs> Yeah they right. have full
1: service bars and they'll so bring So either a way yeah, it, it just the whole the whole situation seemed absurd to me and uh the state uh they threatened to fine Breweries up to $25,000 and temporarily rescind their liquor license because they were screening Deadpool and serving alcohol. And they filed a lawsuit against the state and won last August. And the latest ruling in that case, which just came this past Wednesday – is that the state of Utah is now on the hook for four hundred and seventy-four thousand four hundred and fifty-five dollars and twenty-two cents that they must pay to attorney Rocky Anderson, who defended the local theater chain uh, in the case. So the state has lost the the judge. I read the article and and the, and the ruling and everything, and he the the judge just crapped all over this. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty impressive. Uh, and he basically said, like, this was a completely suit that, in regards to the state, you know, uh, coming against them, that the state was completely in- The language in their law was not only unconstitutional. But they should have known better than to come against the theater chain based on precedent that had been set in another state. And I want to say it was in the Pacific Northwest, like Oregon or Washington, but I could be wrong. But uh, uh, precedent had been set in another state where the same basic thing had occurred, and the courts had ruled in favor of the theater chain as well. And, uh, and, and he just, uh, he just shot down, you know, the entire situation and, and said that, uh, the basically was saying that, you know, they, they should have never tried prosecuting this in the first place. Apparently the theater chain now that now the judge was nice enough to, from what I read, um, adjust the, the awarded amount. And he, it reduced it by, I believe, I believe I had read somewhere like twenty four thousand dollars or something like that, <clears throat> like the attorney fees, and he reduced it by the amount of money that Bruvies was able to raise through, uh, you know, whatever social media campaigns or whatnot that they uh, participated in to raise money for legal fees, which included Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds pitching in and donating five thousand dollars to the theater chain. So I thought that was a really cool, um, well, hell yeah, aspect of of the whole. Because again, Ryan Reynolds has really just taken Deadpool to heart. You know what I mean? Like there is no, I don't know if there's another actor who really like embodies their superhero persona as well as Ryan Reynolds does. You know,
0: Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool.
1: That's he is. Like, he's name. just so, it's so perfect. He's so good. It's 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 fantastic. Yep. Okay. Well,
0: way to go, Broovies. By the way, awesome name. I love that name. Broovies. Broovies. <laughs> That's cool. Okay.
2: LOL. OMG. That is
0: Was that? This is an OMG. <laughs> There's no real LOL about it. Other than space is just fucking cool, man. Um, the Hayabusa 2 rovers have landed on the surface of a freaking asteroid.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
0: It's that freaking sweet they've sent back
1: That's amazing. Full color pictures. We landed shit on an asteroid? That's awesome. Two
0: things on an asteroid. So, um it's Japan's that's Minerva the kind of Two science, rovers. That,
1: like that's the kind of science like uh advancement that I'm looking for, man, you yeah. know. Like, ha! I mean, we could land shit on a flying asteroid, you know? We're not talking about landing on a planet or anything, you know? We're talking about just, like, a hurling now, chunk of rock.
0: We not only landed on an asteroid, the hurling through space, but we landed on an asteroid hurling through space 174 million miles away from
1: us. <laughs> where does that put it, though? Like, out in the solar system? Like, where is this thing Ooh, at? Um, Any idea? 174 million miles. I mean, I don't know the the scale of space, you know, is huge. <clears throat> is 174 million miles, you know, like is that past the moon? Is that past Mars? Is you know, where is that?
0: Uh, see here. I am trying to get that from you. Uh okay. Uh, ri- uh I don't know how to say this name. Ryogu, Rayugu? Uh, orbits the sun at a distance of 0.96 to 1.41 AU, which is astronomical unit. It's a, it's the distance from the sun to the earth is an AU. Okay. Uh, so it's orbiting at roughly one to one and a half times the distance from the sun to the earth.
1: <clears throat> I don't like measuring in something like that.
0: Well, that's how space works, so... Uh,
1: astral units. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I mean, wouldn't that di- doesn't that distance change the distance from the Earth to the Sun? You Yes, know, and like-
0: that's where you get that's where you get the deviation. The zero point nine six to one point four one. See, that's the, like uh, the that's the um, like- aphelion or the apoapsis, you know the highest point of the you know from the Sun is one point four one five nine astral unit, uh, at, you know, AU. It's easier to say. Uh, the perihelion, or the periaps, is the lowest part, and that's 0.9633. How
1: uh, are you going to measure something by a system or by a base model, if you will, that uh, that, that, that changes? Well, because that's its like orbit the... is elliptical. It's not a perfect circle. So I don't like it. That's like the <laughs> kilogram. It's like the kilogram. The, the, like the kilogram is a real thing. Like, the, like there there's like a real thing called the kilogram and like it it technically changes like it loses weight or sh- I it's it's stupid okay so thing's stupid
0: it the okay let me let me bring up astronomical measuring unit. things it should be like a fixed okay it is isn't that the definition okay, it is a, it is fixed okay so what they do to get an astronomical unit get an AU. Okay, they're saying it's roughly the distance from the Earth to the Sun. However, listen... It's at
1: 174 million miles. Why aren't we talking about miles? Because it's
0: easier to say AU, because it's a smaller number. You're an asshole. I'm sorry. Go
1: on. It's
0: basically an average of the maximum and minimum distance the Earth is from the Sun. So, um, 150 million kilometers, 93 million miles... All right. Um, what what is this? Is You're this just
1: making us have to do math. 149,597,870,700 No, five
0: hundred ninety seven million eight hundred seventy thousand seven hundred meters. Should I go on?
1: I'm not even paying attention. I just want to know, like, what else is uh, uh, what else is one hundred seventy four million miles away? It's also
0: a fundamental component in the definition of another unit of astronomical length, the parsec. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. Many Um,
1: miles is
0: Mars. So 93 million miles. Just use that. Just keep that in your head. Okay, so
1: Mars, listen, asshole. (laughs) Mars Mars is 33.9 million miles away. And this asteroid is 174 million miles away. Okay, so, like, how many miles is, let's just pick another planet, like, Jupiter? How many miles is Jupiter? Jupiter is 44,000.
0: You know, everyone else uses the metric system, I'm just saying, Sean. See,
1: Jupiter is only 44,000 miles away, and we're talking about an asteroid located Uh, 100. 74 million miles.
0: Go uh, go outside the asteroid belt. The van the van um, uh, why well, the the scotch has gotten into my brain. That's what happened here.
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm just going straight out to, to, to Pluto. Uh how many miles is Pluto from Earth? Van Ellen. There you go. Van okay, Ellen radiation so, belt. Oh yeah, so Pluto Pluto's is way far out there. Well, no but see yeah 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 right Pluto is four point six billion miles from
0: yeah. Earth. yeah so you're looking for something let's see here what did I say it was
1: 96 million
0: uh so but see that's the thing that's where you that's where it becomes difficult <clears throat> because this asteroid is at a different distance to Earth constantly because the earth is moving and the asteroids moving. That's why you use astronomical units, because the sun, in relation to all the other planets, relatively stays where it's at. Because we're all orbiting around it. So use AU because AU is relative to the sun. So finding the exact distance of this asteroid from Earth is... I'm I'm sure NASA, you know, publishes that information, but I don't know where to find it. I'm sure there's probably a map you can look at somewhere. So, <clears throat>
2: um,
0: so they're saying the asteroid, though, um, at the writing of this article, an approximation, is 174 million miles from Earth. So eh, that's in the asteroid belt, I would I would think, right? Let's see, uh, so Saturn.
1: Belt. Saturn is 170 or, or, or I'm sorry Saturn is 746 million miles away and this asteroid was 174 uh, let's see here. that means there is a there is a huge huge gap between uh, Jupiter and Saturn oh yeah and it is it is, it is in that vast distance between Jupiter and Saturn that this asteroid is flying around uh, that, uh, that we have managed to land a, a, a freaking rover on.
2: Yeah.
0: And I mean, that. see, the asteroid belt is actually between Mars and Jupiter, and it's actually closer to Mars than it is Jupiter. I thought it was the other way around. But, yeah. So it's not, it's not one of the ones in there, which on its own would be impressive. So that's – either way, I mean, that
1: is – that's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, like, uh, uh, I remember – I don't know if you were there or not. Like, I remember working, you know, at the grocery store overnights back in the day when we landed the the rover on Mars. Like, you know, like the controlled landing.
2: Oh, yeah. You remember? Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, and, and I remember that, like, that happened, you know, like, real late, like, overnight kind of a thing. And, like, I remember, uh, uh, you know, like <laughs> – Either listening to it on on NPR overnight or something along those lines, you know, watching it on my phone or something like that, and uh, and talking about it, you know, at, at work overnight that night. So I don't know, I don't remember if that was one of the nights when you came in really early or anything like that. But uh, uh, I you know I this is the same type of deal. It's like you know like that that was a big deal back then. You know, I was awesome. Like we 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 managed mm-hmm. a controlled landing, and now it's a controlled landing on a freaking asteroid 174 million miles away not just a planet you know like that's awesome
0: well let me tell you about awesome sean (laughs) uh, the mission is called insight and the insight is going to land on mars and it's in it's in um it's in progress right now it's like in space uh let's see here Project In- or uh, Mission Insight is currently cruising to Mars, and it is 45,399... Oh, hold on. If we wait for just a few seconds, it'll round out. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> 45,400,000. Uh, is saying a uh, kilometer... No, nope, that's miles. Yeah, so 45,400,000 miles from Earth. Just shy of 9 million miles from Mars. This is the uh, mission that contains a name plaque in it and has a bunch of names scribed in it in this little bitty plaque. So they're they're very tiny, but they're there. This motherfucker's name is on there. Boom. <laughs> my name is going to Mars in 58 mm-hmm. days. Just, nice. Just saying. <laughs> I still have my InSight boarding pass. Yeah, there it is. Tells me uh, scheduled departure was March fourth, two thousand sixteen. That's pretty. So yeah, my name's gonna be on that one. I love space; is just so awesome. <laughs> <sighs> I love it. So yeah, that that's all there is to it. I it go to the link in the show notes. Look at this. Um, you know, they have a fifth like a fifteen frame video, and just remind yourself. Not only is this 174 million miles from where you're sitting right now, but this is on a freaking
1: asteroid
0: screaming through the blackness of space.
1: Takes some serious math to land that shit.
0: Exactly. And then they're saying, well, this is really interesting. Um, the rovers aren't rovers in the general sense, like they don't have tank treads or yeah. wheels. Um, <clears throat> they actually have a motor that lets them kind of hop across the surface, uh, to it produces just enough force to make it do a little bit of a jump and then hop across the surface. Because if you used anything else and got any kind of speed, this asteroid is, um, not very far across. I think it's, uh, a little over a half a mile or something like that. Um. It doesn't uh it doesn't have it in this article. It was on the definition of the asteroid. Um, but it doesn't have enough gravity to hold anything down to it. So the rovers can't do that, otherwise they hurl right off into space. So it's just
1: so freaking But they bad. hop instead?
0: Yeah, they just make a little bitty hop, just boop. You know, I guess it keeps them close enough to the surface with no right because see when you're when you're talking about a bo- a spatial body and the gravity that's around it, you don't. All you have to do is reach escape velocity to get off of it. Um, the thing is, with escape velocity, that's just a that's just a speed. That's just a velocity you have to go. It doesn't matter if it's forward, if it's at a forty five degree angle, if it's at a ninety degree angle, it doesn't matter. If you hit that right. speed, you are now going in that direction faster. Then you are falling towards the celestial body, which means that on something that has very low gravity, you wouldn't have to go very fast forward to reach escape velocity and just fly right off of it. Sure. Which is why they I have get. they make it do just a little bitty a hop, because that lets them, you know, move along without hitting that escape velocity. And I like how this uh, Gizmodo article puts it: in space, no one can hear you. Wee wee. <laughs> Yeah, so this is just freaking cool. I love it. Definitely check out the show notes. That 15 frame video is that's I I feel the same way looking at this video as I did when we got the first images back from the Mars rover showing the blue sunset. That was that was intense. I love space It's great. All right. <clears throat> so, <sighs> next flicks. Uh, let's see. We're gonna be talking about movies from October first. It's already October. That's crazy. Um, to <coughs> October twelfth. Uh, by the way, I did some math earlier. We're seventy. We're on our seventy seventh episode. We've skipped some weeks. Uh, several times. But if you figure 77 episodes every 2 weeks, we're pushing 3 years that we've been doing this.
1: There you go. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Dedication.
0: Uh, yeah, it's something like that. Lack of
1: lack of, lack of, of other hobbies. Other hobbies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> that's weird that we both said like the exact
0: same Yeah, that was a little uh, odd. It's like a
1: Freudian slip or something.
0: <laughs> okay, so we don't really have anything coming out in the first part of the week. So October 5th is going to be our first one. <clears throat> first one on the list, Venom. Uh, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Woody Harrelson, Jenny Slate, Riz Ahmed. Um, oh, this is good. A this parasite, looks pretty good. A parasite attaches itself to a host via a sticky substance. Then gives the host special powers.
1: Nice. Good <laughs> copywriting. Yes. Love it. See? Yeah. Marvel does shit good.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Next one The Hate You Give. Uh, mm-hmm. Amanda. Uh, oh. Um, Amandla? There's an what? L. There's an L in that name.
1: Uh, Amandla?
0: Amandla, maybe? Okay. Uh, Stenberg, Regina Hall, Russell Hornsby, Lamar Johnson, Common. I still don't understand the name Common. It's a name. <sighs> I know, but it's just so common. Anyway, Star Carter is constantly switching between two worlds the poor, mostly black neighborhood where she lives and the rich, mostly white prep school she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds is shattered when Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend Khalil. Next, the, yeah. yeah, it's a drama.
1: I mean, yeah, it sounds like uh, a lot of other movies. You know, I, mean, I don't. It doesn't sound like too original. You know, like oh, good person saw a bad thing, and now they're running from bad guys. You know, um. It almost sounds like a like a different version of like a, a MacGuffin, you know, just like a chase that thing for no good reason.
0: All right. <clears throat> this one actually looks interesting to me. Um, a star is born as Bradley Cooper, St- uh, Stefani Germanota, otherwise known as Lady Lady Gaga.
1: Oh, okay. Much easier oh, yeah, to yeah, say. yeah. I saw a preview yeah. for this, I think.
0: Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Elliott, Dave Chappelle. Follows a Jackson Maine, um, a country music star, who is on the brink of decline when he discovers a talented unknown named Allie. As the two begin a passionate love affair, Jack coaxes Allie into the spotlight, catapulting her stardom. But Allie's... C- could, Next. Yeah, could That was there. it. That was all it I was
1: giving you. <sighs> yeah. Too much. I don't need to know all that stuff. It doesn't make it sound that interesting. It does look pretty decent, though.
0: This one, another one that looks very interesting to me. Now, this is said to be a limited release. I'm not sure what that means with this one. But, um, The Old Man and the Gun. Uh, see here. Robert Redford, Casey Affleck, Sissy Spacek, Danny Glover. Um... Based on the true story of Forrest Tucker, from his audacious escape from Sam Quentin at the age of 70 to an unprecedented string of heists that confounded authorities and enchanted the public, wrapped up in the pursuit are Detective John Hunt, Casey Affleck, who becomes captivated with Forrest's commitment to his craft, and a woman, Sissy Spacek, who loves him in spite of his chosen profession. Hmm. Um, sounds interesting. I remember this one because, like, during the trailer, they even say it that uh, he robs a bank, but then he's like, he was very nice. He was just a perfect gentleman. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I just I like that uh, juxtaposition. I like Robert Redford. I think he's a great actor. So, so now we will move on from the fifth to. uh, Let's see, and this will be October twelfth. <clears throat> all right, first one: <clears throat> Goosebumps, Haunted Halloween.
1: Next, yeah.
0: I never watched the the last one.
1: Nope, me neither. Never watched the show or really read the books. Not big horror fan. Don't care at all.
0: This one looks kind of interesting to me. Um, bad times at the El Royale. Uh, it's Chris Hemsworth, Jeff Bridges, uh, Dakota Johnson, John Hamm.
1: Seven people. Oh,
0: stra- yeah, seven strangers, each with a secret to bury, meet at Lake Tahoe's El Royale, a rundown hotel with a dark past. Over the course of one fateful night, everyone will have one last shot at redemption before everything goes to hell.
1: Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah. Sounds kind of like a Four Rooms, or you know, uh, some kind of movie like that. You know what Sounds it reminded
0: neat. me of? Um, you ever see the movie Identity with John Cusack? Yep. And Ray Liotta yep. reminded me of that.
1: Yep, that one too. Yep,
0: that was an awesome movie. <sighs> yeah, it was a good one. I never saw that ending coming. That was good. All right. First Man. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Kyle Chandler, Jason Clark, John Bernthal. Oh, nice. The riveting story of NASA's mission to land a man on the moon, focusing on Neil Armstrong and the years 1961 through 1969.
1: Give him credit for uh, being, you know, short and concise. No bullshit. I don't know if it's something I'd really watch, but I'd probably that's one of those things where, you know, as I say, with a lot of period pieces, uh, I would probably rather watch just like a History Channel documentary on that. Yeah, than, than watch, you know, a dramatization of it. Mm. So.
0: All right. Let me see if there's any limited that I want to talk about here. Anything that sounds interesting. Uh, nope, not even a little. So all that's, right. That's all we got for that one. So, Sean, um, how far are you into the wine bottle, by the way?
1: Uh, I stopped at oh. about 55% because I felt like there was no way I was going to make it through this podcast. <laughs> so I had to stop <laughs> back during the tech section, man. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: And start drinking a Mister <laughs> Pib to try to like get some caffeine and something else into my stomach. I also haven't had any dinner yet. It's getting kind of late, That's so fantastic. you know the last thing I had was a Jimmy John sandwich at about noon, <laughs> and uh, and now I've got uh, you know fifty five percent of a bottle of wine in me, so. I uh, well, Or I did an hour ago. <laughs> and I was like, I think it's time to stop drinking. Awesome.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so what the hell are you up to?
1: Well, in one of the few instances that I'm sure I've ever really uh, uh, done or I've ever really uh, uh, taken you up on, I guess, uh, I took your advice and I downloaded Democracy 3 uh, <laughs> after our podcast last time. And, uh, cause I wanted to play this game.
0: Productivity went to shit, didn't it?
1: <laughs> well, it did for a few days. I mean, honestly, <laughs> as I texted you, because I feel like I've already mastered the game in a way, you know, it was, it, it took a couple days, but once you get the hang of it, uh, I, I don't understand why you always get assassinated. Um, you know, I, I, was uh, assassinated a, a couple times in, in the beginning uh, but once i got the hang of how to manipulate people uh, or or um i guess certain subsections of people i uh, i quickly learned how to master the game i also found it easier to not play as the united states Oh, well and yeah, and so, like i I began, but plus, I didn't feel like when I played as the United States, like I didn't want to turn off like the term limits because I didn't want to be unrealistic, if you will. Yeah. But the United Kingdom uh, does not have term limits. And so I played, I started a game a little while back uh, a couple of days ago as the United Kingdom. And uh, I have now managed to be reelected like six straight times. Um, no one has tried to assassinate me since my first couple years in office. So, um wow. but during those first couple years, like every turn of the game, you know, every cycle, which is what uh, uh every quarter, every three months, I was, there was an assassination attempt against me, you know, for a little <laughs> while. Uh, But there was a stretch of time where they attempted to assassinate me every single quarter for probably a good straight year or two.
0: (laughs) That's when you know you're doing something right.
1: Right. And that's the thing, though. Here's what's funny is that the people trying to assassinate me every time, no matter what game I played, would always be either the liberals or the capitalists. But yet when you would go into like the compass and you would look at all of the policies that I had enacted and things like that, the people, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about with the compass, you know, how they divide everything by like liberal and conservative left to right. And then like socialist and capitalist, you know, up and down. I always like everything I did, every decision, make every decision I would make over all those years would always fall into the liberal capitalist portion of the grid, you know, as you would imagine from having, you know, known me uh, and all of the arguments that we have, I tend to be, you know, kind of pro big business, uh, and yet very liberal, uh, you know, in regards to like, you know, social issues and things like that. And yet the liberals and the capitalists were always the assholes trying to kill me. And, and <clears throat> the way I feel like the game has it set up is that like, you know, when you've found your niche there and you – because like basically the, the the key to mitigating those other people, the socialists and the, and the conservatives, is to enact and increase policies that decrease their membership. And by decreasing their membership, then it doesn't even matter if you piss them off because their votes aren't going to – count in the long run and so uh um it's the liberals and the capitalists i'm enacting all of these policies that promote their growth and make them happy. But at the same time, I'm in doing, uh, I do a lot of other policies as well. Like, you know, like the first time one of them tries to kill me, I begin increasing security. And so like you made a joke when we were text messaging about this, about how I had probably, what, how did you put it? You know, like, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, sold my soul or something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly what you said.
0: <laughs> that sounds about like me,
1: <laughs> but, uh, uh, you're kind of right because you know yeah I'm very liberal and capitalist but when these assholes start trying to kill me I was like well yeah I want to I want to institute a policy where there are police drones And yes, I want armed police on the streets. And yes, I want, you know, and like I enacted like every security policy in the game and then fully funded them, you know? (laughs) And, and so, yeah, that immediately pissed off all the liberals, you know, Uh, and that caused them to continually try to murder me even more. Uh, But by enacting those security policies, they continually failed. Uh, And all the while I was able to enact a lot of social policies to, appease them enough over time to make them stop trying to kill me. Uh, and and so it's just a very delicate balance that you have to play. And like I said in our text message exchange, I think you just go into the game with a big swinging dick and you're just like, well, yeah, uh, evolution over creationism fully funded all the way to the max in my first term. And it's like, well, that's just begging to be assassinated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, I, you need to yeah. slowly enact those things, I, man. You I, I sl- pay for
0: everyone's medical. I pay for everyone's schooling. I I basically make everything equal for everyone. Give everyone as much as I can afford. If you, open my
1: game right now, if you open my game right now where I've been active for, you know, like six years or six terms or whatever. Yeah, trust me, like the state schools, the state healthcare, all of that stuff is 100 percent maxed out, fully funded, all that kind of stuff. However, I do still have police drones and armed police and, and like wiretapping and things like that, because, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm all about security. I'm cool with that. And and if everybody's not trying. Trying to kill me anymore then that means they're cool with that too in reg- because they've been appeased <clears throat> by all of the other policies that i've instituted so our
0: exchange goes like this for anyone who cares <laughs> sean texts me at like nine thirty at night and says i just won re-election <laughs> and then a little gif of jimmy fallon saying booyah and saluting and then i say yeah but i bet you had to compromise a lot of your morals and then there. Sean's response is, and I quote, well, I didn't go sw- go in swinging my dick around, lol. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to slowly roll stuff back or increase it. Major changes will get you killed, dot, 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 literally.
1: Literally. <laughs> I was murdered several times. <laughs> I quickly learned. And this is another thing that I learned about myself is that I don't like to roll back taxes at all. So, like uh there was one game i play, like i've earned the awards for like i earned an award for like having a, a government like in the black for uh you know multiple years in a row and things like that and so as i as i balance the budget and as the surplus increases Uh, It'll tell you, you know, like, oh, you have a hundred and five billion dollar surplus each quarter. We should consider cutting taxes. And I look at that and I just laugh and go, no, no one's trying to kill me. Everyone is happy. Why would I cut taxes? I have a surplus. I'm going to spend money on better shit. And so that's what I would do. And I would just like, you know, more, fund the state housing hire or fund the health care or institute a bunch of capitalist policies. You know, I, I have like all the small business grants and, and technology grants and, and all of that stuff to like, you know, crazy increase, you know, production and, 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 and manufacturing and things like that. Uh, and it's like, well, why would I cut taxes? I've got this money and everybody seems pretty happy. So I'm going to spend it on cooler, better stuff. Okay, Sean. President (laughs) Gov.
0: Uh, Yeah, see, that's my problem. I don't actually play the game. I I make all the changes I want to see in the world, and then I get shot.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a very idealistic way of playing the game. I guess I kind of respect it in a way, but... (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. So in addition to Democracy 3, I also just recently finished a new audiobook book, uh, uh, the first book in a new series um, it, by uh, the book is called Kill the Farm Boy. Uh, and it is written by hold on. Let me look at my phone here. It is written by Kevin Hearn and Delilah S. Dawson. And if you recognize Kevin Hearn's name at all, it's because I've I mentioned do. him several times before because he is the author of the Iron Druid series. Mm. Uh, and so, uh, Kevin Hearn has teamed up with Delilah S. Dawson for Kill the Farm Boy. And it was a, it was a, it was a fantasy, it was a, it was a comedic fantasy novel. Um, it was, hmm, it was weird. Like, I don't know if I've ever listened or read a book that was, I felt like it was specifically written for. <clears throat> Like majors, or I, I like, and the reason I say that is because like, all, like almost all of the humor in the book was related to language or misinterpretations of language. Like the book was just chocked full of puns. And, and, and things like that, like entire, it was like almost entire Kevin Smith, like conversations with people, you know, how he writes dialogue, but it was conversations back and forth about misinterpreting what one person was trying to say to another, you know, like it was, it was very odd the way it was written. And it took me a while to get into it. Uh, but after a while I did get into it and I thought like, this is pretty interesting. This is pretty cool. This is pretty funny. I like the story. You know, I like any, I like a lot of fantasy stuff anyway, and I'm big on, you know, comedy. Uh, there's a talking Billy goat throughout the entire book who just loves to eat everyone's boots and things like that. And, and, uh, and the book, the best part of the book <clears throat> is that the audible version is narrated by Luke Daniels and Luke Daniels is of course the narrator of both the Iron Druid series but also Yours and Mine uh one of our favorites the Magic 2.0 series. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh he is Luke Daniels is one of my absolute favorite Audible narrators in general. So uh, as soon as I saw that it was co-written by uh, Kevin Hearn and narrated by Luke Daniels I have I immediately was sold you know that's all I needed to know I didn't even need to read the description of what the book was about I just knew I had to listen to it this has got to be a winner and I, it took me a little bit but I do think I enjoyed it I liked it so I like the subtext once upon a time yeah, see, like, and I didn't even read that. Like I said, I didn't even read what it was about. I didn't even read the, the synopsis or anything. I just was like, oh, Kevin Hearn and Luke Daniels? Hell yeah, buy it. And, uh, and, and that's, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not the only, I'm not glad I didn't, like, imagine it. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad that that's part of the synopsis. It is, like, it was just, it was just all, like, literary or English or language humor. It was strange. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, I've begun drinking again. We're almost <laughs> <laughs> getting
0: ramped so, up. We're well, uh, yeah, lu- and, well lubricated.
1: Right. And so since somehow the uh, what the hell are you up to section has, I don't know. I think this is your fault. I blame you for this. Uh, it has somehow evolved into like from two entries to now having three entries or <laughs> like I have to keep up with you all the time. Uh, gotta keep uh, up the uh, Jones is there. My final entry is just the fact that in the last uh, couple weeks it has been, you know, season premiere season on uh, on television. So I have been uh, uh, partaking in viewing many of the season premieres. You know, uh, you and I spoke before the before we started recording. I Haven't gotten a chance to watch the South Park premiere from from this week. I'm I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, but uh, I did catch like A Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon and The Good Place and all the ABC sitcoms like uh, Modern Family and American Housewife and uh, uh, I can't remember what else is on during that block. But uh, you know me, I'm I, I watch a lot of the sitcoms and I'll just T-Bow the entire damn block, you know, uh, of, of programming, provided that it's all comedies or whatever, which many of the networks do. So. That's what my last uh, when it comes to television viewing. That's what the last uh, week or two have been. A lot of the you know, a lot of our favorites are coming back. So it's it's that time of the year again. Doctor Who comes back, and I think like this month, I believe.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Jodie Whitaker, That should be awesome.
0: Hell yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I got uh, I pre ordered and got on launch day my uh, iPhone 10s. <laughs> uh, I'm loving it. It's fantastic. Uh, face ID is a is it feels a lot faster than it did on the 10.
1: Ugh, your next thing is an Apple thing too. Yeah, Ugh, you're totally. Such a <laughs> uh,
0: the next thing I did is I I got the uh, Apple Watch Series 4. I was rocking a Series One for a long time for two years, uh, so I thought you know, might as well upgrade. So I got an Apple Watch Series 4. That is an amazing upgrade. Um, the screen on this thing is phenomenal. Uh, you know, it feels great, as all the Apple Watches do. And the ceramic back feels really good on your wrist. So, And then the third thing. See, I'm much quicker than you. <clears throat> is, well, we talked
1: about Democracy 3 for a while. Yeah,
0: that's worth it. it needs to be talked about. Um the last thing is American gods. I have not only, but I not only binge watched the first season, which was awesome, but I am also listening to the 10th anniversary full cast production audiobook. Nice. Equally awesome. Um, yes. I don't know where I actually am in it. I know the, on the TV show it, where it's at, where it ended is after where I'm at in the book.
1: So I've still got a little way through like, where up. the where the TV, like the whole first season ended. Yeah, I'm not quite there in the book. Gotcha. Well, then, yeah, you're like probably a third of the way through the book. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, at it's, the
0: police station.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of uh, <clears throat> it's kind of ridiculous how much they and I think I talked about this, you know, when I was watching the series, when it when it debuted, it's it's kind of ridiculous how much they've expanded upon everything, you know, uh, uh, in, incredibly integral parts of the story in the book and whatnot have not even been gotten to yet. And, and we've already gone through an entire first season of the show. You know, at, 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 this, at this pace, they could probably make that one book last four seasons.
0: I do like, however, how much they're sticking to the book.
1: Yeah, they're, they're staying they pretty true things, to it.
0: But the, the core story elements are exactly the same. That's really cool, I really like
1: that, well, I think that has to do with Neil Gaiman's involvement, but as we've discussed also uh you know there's a lot of crisis on this set,
2: so yeah.
0: and they couldn't have picked better actors um like I absolutely love the fact that they picked um oh what's his first name his last name Stormare, Peter.
1: I don't know oh. The only person's name I know, and actor wise, on there is, of course, Ian McShane. Um, or, and well, yeah, Jillian Peter. Anderson was on there.
0: Yeah. Peter Stormout. He, uh, he's Chernobog.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 I know him. I like him. He's been he's in a semi-Russian guy. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was in a silly sitcom that was on this year called L.A. to Vegas, yeah. where he just played like a degenerate gambler who rode the plane from L.A. to Vegas every week. He was hilarious. I and he was that. on, uh, uh what was that that show um oh the blacklist with james spader uh he was a a bad guy on they called him berlin on uh on uh on the blacklist so yeah he's he's a he's a fun he's a fun actor
0: you know what's funny he plays um he plays russian guys he plays you know germans he plays all kinds of different actors or different nationalities he's born in sweden yeah there you go <laughs> and, it's funny i was watching an interview with him at one point and he says that you know they the the directors will be like can you do this accent and he's like yeah and then he'll he'll just do his accent and they're like oh that's good that's good
1: that's good that's <laughs> good yeah and that's what i was gonna say It's like the reason he plays that is because we're dumb americans who yeah, don't know the exactly. difference
0: we don't know the difference exactly uh, i always uh like, if I think of Peter Stormer, the first thing I think of is from the movie Armageddon. Ha! Asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes, You Americans, you're fucking cowboys.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know why. See, but... and it's
1: a long so time good. since I've seen Armageddon. I don't even remember like, him being the actor in that movie. Oh, yeah. You and know? He
0: was the Russian cosmonaut that was up in the uh, space station by himself. Uh, it's good stuff. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's that's all I've been up to. I've been pretty uh, been pretty busy lately with other things. So I've been buying things and reading books. No, um. Okay, Sean, I'm not gonna ask you to do anything weird. That's, that's always, good because that's always it's, prefacing something, I'm gonna ask. that's probably weird.
1: It's also the after dark show, so we don't want to get weird. <sighs> I
0: don't want to get weird, but I am gonna make you pick. Do we end on the regular theme or the after dark theme?
1: Oh, the after dark theme. It's clearly my favorite at this point. <laughs> it is my new favorite.
0: It is your new favorite. <laughs> okay.
1: Especially well. because you somehow <laughs> accidentally recreated my voice prior to recording. Oh man, I think it's the creepiest thing in the world. Hold on, let me I saved it. <laughs> Did you save it? I Play saved it on it. the podcast and we'll let people say whether they think it yeah. also sounds like me or not.
0: Okay, Uh, let's see, here, here, okay, so this was, Uh, so it's the the voice track is what we're talking about, uh, you know, you hear the music and then you hear, it, it's me saying, uh, yeah, this oh yeah, is not me speaking. 8 Days of Geek, and then after, you know, after dark, so let's see if this plays through. Oh yeah, it's That's, really quiet yeah, it's on my end. Okay, let me let me open it up in something else here. That was that was Windows Groove, whatever the hell.
1: I don't even know what that is. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, so pretty quiet. Eight days a geek after. <laughs> i'll just do it this way i'll drag it into my this will play it normal oh yeah so this is a regular recording eight days a geek after dark super <laughs> creepy and it makes me feel like i need an adult <laughs> and then i for the actual recording i pitch bent it down uh two semitones And you know, made it the low. Oh yeah, you know, like the Barry White kind of a thing. Um, But I accidentally did it up at one point, and it sounded just like Sean.
1: Sounds like I said it.
2: Oh
0: yeah. Oh, that's the low one.
1: Well, son of a bitch, you're doing it again, or whatever. I thought you saved something.
0: I thought I did. Well, I saved them, but it's in a format that I would have to stop our recording. Oh, so okay. What uh, what I'll do is I'll insert it here. Oh, yeah. Eight days a geek. After dark. And then you guys can. <laughs> <listen>. <laughs> uh, so it's uh I had to write that down So I make sure I put that in there uh, But yeah it sounded just like Sean
1: I'm pretty confident that it sounded like me Even though I'm not sure what You're know. You know, what, what your own, you're never, never sure what your own voice sounds like Unless you hear it in recording However you had played me A brief recording of my own voice Before you played that And oh. so I had it fresh in my memory
0: You notice I didn't play that at all During the show
1: you're not allowed to play it because <laughs> I did not give you express written consent. I don't think that's how it works.
0: <laughs> one day, one day Sean, I'll play that clip.
1: Mark my words. All right. We'll just <laughs> let everyone know right now that the clip he plays is completely taken out of context. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. I couldn't have teased it better myself. <laughs> one day, one day. All right, guys, thanks for joining us on this uh, actually pretty goddamn long show. We're at two hours and 45 minutes of recording time, and I'm only going to be cutting like five minutes of that out. So, uh, yeah, it's 1046 p.m. Um, Sean is through probably, I don't know, 60, 65 percent of his bottle of wine. We're not going to talk about how many scotches I had. Uh, (laughs) This is what happens when we do after dark. We get chatty. Oh, well. I need to go so, eat. huh? Need to go eat. Yeah, before you die. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Join us on the next one. Uh, and here's the after dark theme because Sean gets to pick. Yeah.
1: Get on
2: it yeah. oh, yeah. After dark.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Whisper sweet nothings in your ear. <clears throat>